everybody. Welcome. Hello. 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 It's been a long time since I've seen you, my friend, because all of a sudden you've got this amazing mustache. What happened? <laughs> what What are you talking about? What are you talking about? This old thing? Why, I've had this. I love it. For like all of one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This is a this is a uh, a funky thing. I did a live stream Twitch last night on Tim Riel's channel. Tim underscore R I E L. He does a twice weekly Code Names comedy show where he gets comedians and board game people to compete against each other. So Shay and I were on, and we were going up against uh, two comedians. Uh, one of them, Grant Lyons, I know in real life, IRL, and he has a ridiculously bushy mustache. And I thought, well, you know what? Yeah. If, this is what I get after about two weeks of not shaving. And I figured, okay, I'll try to, to mess with his game by, um, you uh -huh. know, by challenging him to a mustache off. So at the beginning, I said, whichever team loses, <laughs> they have to lose their mustache. And then I quickly um, yes. added... And please bear in mind, I'm going to shave mine off within the next day, regardless. So, um, nice. so as Shay pointed out, it was a low stakes bitch, uh, you know, um, gamble for me. Very, very high stakes for him because right. it's kind of his persona now. Yeah, yeah. Grant is uh, is hilarious. You know, I'm I'm sort of bummed out. I missed his. He had he's going. He went on tour. He's yes. doing a comedy mm -hmm. tour, and he was actually in L.A., which is about 45 to an hour away from me. But I really wanted to go see him, but uh, the dates just didn't line up. But folks, if you uh, know Grant Lyon, he he is hilarious. He does great videos over on his YouTube yep. channel. But he's an actual like you know working comedian as well. So um, go check him out on tour if you can. Um, I think he's hilarious. Yeah, especially he's working on. I mean, he's doing his regular. Um, you know, just traditional stand-up, what's the deal with yep. peanuts on airplanes type stuff. He does not do that. Um, he does, I was going to say, does he really do that? I knock off Seinfeld. But he's also working on an hour-long comedy show that is 100% devoted to board games because he himself is a hardcore board gamer. I've heard a few yes. jokes from it, and it's awesome. And so what he's doing is he's going from city to city, just doing his regular comedy club stuff. But then if there are local gamer cafes in the area, he'll also book a, uh, a stand-up you know, there, and he's working out the kinks of that, and it's it's fantastic. I can't wait for him to hit the big time. I was really wishing he would be at uh, Board Game Geek Con or Dice Tower West. Uh, and, you know, apparently, he's going to be at yeah. PAX uh, East, okay. I think. And so you might be able to catch him okay. there. Cool. Uh, yeah. I um I I was I I met him briefly at Gen Con and just a super nice guy and so you've heard some of his comedy bits already for board games. Is it stuff like hey you know what's this thing about uh, inserts and board games and stuff? Is it along those lines or is it like uh, well yeah that would be if we were doing it but. Okay. He's, he's a really he's a good. He is one of the more successful working stand-up comics today. You know, um, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's not, you know, doing super sold-out stadium shows or anything. But he's been a successful working comic for years. He's already great. His, uh, he did a recent comedy album that made, if I recall correctly, the uh, the the Times bestseller downloads or something like that. So he's he's really oh. really good. And then and so the comedy the board game stuff is not just oh the, the kind of hack stuff. It's like really you have to have a deep understanding of the workings of Catan to understand this joke. And not only that, oh, cool. but Catan's place within the pantheon on board game Kingdom because he's doing board game geek focused comedy. It's really really good. Nice. That's great. Hey, we want to say hi to everyone in the audience. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, a couple of people know that my voice is louder than yours, oh, is so that the case? I don't know if you okay, want to yes, check the because yeah. um, you have a louder yeah. voice than Shay. I had to really pump I, him up 
Let me go ahead and bring yeah, you down I, by, I don't know, 10. I've heard that many times that I have a big mouth, so yeah, you may want to adjust <laughs> that um, there. <laughs> Thank you, friends, for uh, noting that. Appreciate it. And that's the beauty of uh, live streams, folks. You know, we, we've fixed things on the fly here, as always. Um, it's been a, it's been a week. I feel uh, again. I feel like I haven't seen you in in months, <sighs> my friend. And not just because the facial hair. Just you know, you get used to the routine. Oh right? yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like every week, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I, I, I miss this. So good to see everyone here. Ah, <sighs> it is it is great to have you back. And uh, everybody's lucky to uh, be here for a very good week. We've been talking about doing this top ten of uh, you know games we'll never get rid of almost since we started the show. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is a topic that we we have had on the shelf for a little bit, and I, I'm not going to lie, this was tough. Yes, because hey, it's, well, actually, we don't. Not, we, we, can, we should actually talk about the making of when we actually start recording the yeah. show. But oh my gosh, you so are true. right. So yeah, we'll talk about yeah. all that. But um, before we do that, we're in the pre-show right now, and we do have some outstanding pre-show business because let me look it up. Oh. Last week, um, what was it? Uh, J. W. Spiker, a uh, a uh, regular uh, viewer. And here he is right now, JW. Okay. We're here for you, baby. Hey, JW. Last week, when you were, um, you know, incommunicado, when you were um, not AOL, W A O L, uh, away without leave, A W O L, JW requested a Ruel ranks, and Shane and I thought, well, oh. we could just try to rank your stuff, but no, we're gonna do yeah. that now. Um, <laughs> Right. That would have been hilarious. Like, yes. I love I, I, I'm sure you would have appreciated the help. Let's see here. So Definitely. let me go over to the browser. If you, okay, okay. And I've already got uh, the Ruel Gaviola oh, game that. library on screen. And so, folks, hey. for new folks who are here, and by the way, uh, thank you, but, or everybody who's followed, uh, Ziggity and uh, Bertle Baby and uh, Love, Love Urfi. And uh, Laverne Marley and uh, EZHZ3R0, Yes in Radio, Nesbogage. Uh, oh my goodness, so many things I don't know how to pronounce. I'm going to call you Kusho, yeah, Cake, Trinix, Omelet, Crazy <laughs> Gardens, No, uh, Dr. Brew. Okay, okay. Uh, everybody who's just um, you know, signed up, followed uh, within the last few minutes, thank you very much. It is appreciated. You'll notice up there at the top of the screen, we do have a goal. Once I can get to 999 followers, we will be unlocking a bonus top 10 that will be streamed live. And it'll be interesting because unlike these top 10s where it's me and Ruel figuring it out, it'll be you, the audience, helping figure it out as well. So keep those follows coming. And they do seem to keep coming. We'll say hi to everybody in a yes. second. But we have to rank. Because, folks, in case you didn't know... Oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you want... I, I, I forget. I've got a co-host. I can let you do some of it, too. Tell them how oh, they can yeah. do a request to Ruel Wanks. Uh, Ruel? Well... Yeah, uh, you know what? So, to request, um, is it... You don't know? I'm a co-host, yet I don't uh, know everything here. It's been a couple of weeks, so I'm like trying to get my uh, feet back into it uh, here. Yes. Get my feet underneath me. So, to get a Ruel Ranks, you have to spend... Uh, no, 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 no. Or Bits are like real-world money stuff. The, the trick is, yes. the longer you watch a, 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 a show on the channel, the more Rotto points start to accrue. If you look at the bottom of the chat, you will see. Just you know, every five minutes you watch, you'll get another 15 points or something like that. Plus, every once in a while, a little treasure chest appears. And if you click that, that's a bonus 50. Because it's actually encouraging you to pay attention and not just leave us on in the background. So... 
You can spend those points on all kinds of things by clicking the little R, the Rotto R in the bottom right corner. And I believe 750 points gets you a Ruel Ranks. And that's what GW spent last week. He spent 750 of his very precious and completely monetarily worthless points to demand that Ruel rank something because... How many games do you have again, Ruel? I've got... Oh, last I checked, was over 700. And I've only ranked a very small portion of them. Okay. Over 700, you only have 557 in Board Game Geek. So you need to actually get uh, another oh. 200 of them just even listed. No, you know what? Okay, so yeah, that number was updated. So I got rid of a bunch of games. And I also, I was uh, um, counting expansions. So without uh, the games I got rid of recently and without the expansions, yes, 500-something is more yep, like yep, it. Yep. That is correct. 557 games that have not been ranked by you, and you are going to rank one now. I think the last time we yes. did this, we actually let the audience choose, didn't we? We did, All yeah. right. So then, if anyone has any suggestions or... No, let wanna, me start a uh, poll. All right, you, you see three you like, and the audience will pick. All right, so I've got the okay. new... All right, so what to rank... And um, so you, I'll just start scrolling, scrolling slowly. You tell me when you see one that okay, you would I like saw to three talk about. Them. Okay, Escape Zombie City. Okay, that's a good one. Escape <clears throat> Zombie City. Uh, keep. All right, what else do you want? Let's see. What else do we got here? Um, Bananagrams. <laughs> oh yeah. You want to do bananagrams? Uh, what is this here? Uh, let's do Timeline Challenge. Timeline Challenge. Okay. And then the final one for the choices for our friends, um, Star Trek Catan. All righty. Star Trek Catan. All right. Allow votes. People can vote with their bits. People can vote with their um, points. You have one minute. The poll starts now. Which one of yeah. those three oh, folks this is so fun. would you like Ruel to rank? And then which, uh, bear in mind, after he ranks it, I will rank his ranking. <laughs> And then also, chat, let, you you all rank my, the rankings that... So we're going to do this Inception style. I will rank, <laughs> you will rank my rankings, and then the audience will rank your ranks of my rankings. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense to me, but we will we'll, go we'll get it. We'll get through, we'll get through it. Um, yeah. Well, okay, Star Trek well, Atom is in the lead. Chatters. There's a lot of first-time chatters here. Thank you, Yes, friends. thanks, everybody, for showing up um, and for following and helping us get closer to the goal. Also, if you subscribe, you will unlock another RVR episode. We've figured out we're going to do the first RVR yes. episode, if I recall correctly, the day before Thanksgiving. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan. Have we talked about what game? Yes, or is that it will still be surprising? Rolling Realms, which, as I understand, means yes. the audience, if they've got a copy, will be able to play along as well. Yes, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. So if we get some more subs, um, our next target is basically hitting 150 or 149. It's a ways off. Uh, we'll be unlocking one of those. Plus, uh, all right. Oh, and escape, did Escape Zombie City win? Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, I was surprised. I mean, yeah, Catan had it. And so that was a that was a desperate last-ditch last, minute, last ditch effort. Uh, yep, uh, 46% wow. for Escape Zombie City, uh, Star Trek Catan 43, and Timeline Challenge, nobody cares. Well, four people care. All right, so, Ruel, tell us about Escape Zombie City. Let me uh, go okay, find it again. Escape from Zombie City? Escape Zombie City, folks, is um, it's the next iteration of Escape, uh, the Curse of the Temple, Yep, I yeah, that's correct. Yeah, the first um, one, Escape, Curse of the Temple. a re-theme, but it adds a few other elements, and... Um, I don't remember if I've uh, if I've uh, ranked escapes um, from the uh, the Curse of the Temple, which we 
as a fit my family loved the first escape yeah. we it's a real-time game uh, it's basically yahtzee on steroids you know you're just rolling dice trying to get matching sets of stuff in order to move and reveal tiles and to move around there and, and get out of uh, the uh, temple but in zombie city you've got a city where you're trying to do the same thing but you now you've got the added elements of zombies that are looking mm-hmm. to eat you right so it's got this frantic uh, real-time pace to it. I enjoyed it, but here's the thing. I have a little bit of problem with this game because the zombie bit, is, I felt like it was a little fiddly for what it was. It did it added something that wasn't there in the mm-hmm. original escape, right? So you had to worry about the zombies, which ones you're pulling out. I think there's like different colors and stuff. Uh, it has been a while since I played this, so I'm looking at your run-through right now, and I, I just look at the dice, and I, that's what the fun is all about this game. It's rolling those dice as fast as you can, trying to match sets. And it is cooperative, so you can share dice, right? Yeah, uh, Help yes. your opponents or your your fellow players. You well, know, basically, uh, uh, one of the things you can roll are results on your dice. If you're rolling as fast as you can in real time, you can get stuck. Yep. And if you're stuck and you can't re-roll anymore, you hope that somebody else nearby can get to you and start rolling the dice that will help you break out of your stuckedness. Um, in the that's original right. Escape yeah. Curse of the Temple, it was just kind of like a, Oh, you're cursed. It was all very abstract. But now, no, it's really uh, really represented on board by zombies. You, if you move into an yeah. area with zombies, you can get trapped there, and other people have to come in and you'll break, help you break free from the zombies. And you're right. The, That's right. The biggest change with this is the fact that in addition to everything else you're doing in the real-time 10-minute countdown, although I'm trying to remember, did this include, increase to 15 minutes because there was more to do? You also... It, it, you, it, yeah, yes. when you roll dice that are the, the zombies have the potential to move around, and they're trying to mm-hmm. get to us and it's another way we can lose and i totally understand you were starting to say that it it is extra work and it's you know extra stuff to keep track of it's like bookkeeping in a real-time game is tough but on the other hand unlike the original escape it also means that the world comes alive the world is not just sitting there static waiting for you to walk around there's real threat on the board um but it does require i mean it's a tougher thing to handle i mean they try to keep the zombie rules for manipulating them really really clean and simple but it doesn't change the fact that you know it, it is that you know you're having to do a lot more um you know real time bookkeeping in addition to the decision making about gameplay Right. And that's why I, I, you know, when it came down to it, I preferred the original just really? because a little more static and, you know, because there is so much going on in any kind of real time game. I don't know. You know, it's just it seems like, you know, I'm sweating enough as it is. And then now I've got to, like, do some uh, overhead in real time that, that made it a little more difficult for me. But so here's the thing. I still like the game a mm-hmm. lot. It's fun. You know, these type of games, uh, they're simpler. You know, they're not they're not like big, crunchy euros, obviously, but they have a lot of fun to them. And. I think you put it correctly here. You put it in the best uh, way possible. It really does bring the world to yeah. life, right? It is a world of, you know, you're walking around the walking dead or around and you need to uh, get away from them and escape. Um, so when it comes down to it, what am I going to rank this? So I don't think it's good enough to be an eight. It's, I'm looking at around the seven. Wow. Um, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at like seven. Gosh, I'm going to say a 7.25. I enjoy this game. I will gladly play it anytime. But is it the first game off my shelf? No. So I'm going to go 7.25, my final ranking for Escape Zombie City. Seven point, and you're actually updating it right now? Um, I will update Do it right it, now. And we'll, we'll go and confirm. Uh, I had problems with Board Game Geek earlier today. Was it down for anyone else? It was down oh, really? for me for a while. Yeah. Like straight up, I couldn't even get to the site. Okay, now it, okay, I'm good. Okay, so I'm ranking it right now, 7.25 in my collection. There it is, folks, Escape Oops. Zombie I've gone City. Too far. Wait, I'll just have, I have a shortcut for the oh, library. Here we go. 
So, escape... And actually, and now I'm curious... I mean, it's cool that you did this without checking. What is your regular ra- ra- ranking for regular escape? Yeah, I'm curious. Escape Zombie I'm, City seven two five versus Escape okay. eight point five. That's a big wow. drop. Are you going to wow. stand by that? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to re rank the original Escape because it is not an eight point five anymore. What? Again, yeah, I, I would bring Escape the original one down to eight. Wow, okay. what happened? Because there's uh, that, that's the, the buried lead. What, what's with the drop? Yeah, it, it was um, it was a game that I ranked very early on um, when I first got into the yeah. hobby because I oh, we loved this game. We played it a ton, you know, and we had so much good times with it. But then, you know, it, it, eventually you sort of you know move away from those games. I actually really like the real. If I'm going to do a real time game, I really like Fuse. Uh, Fuse is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, it's got a little bit more of the style of puzzle I like for a real-time game, and it's just less set up. You're just rolling dice and got a couple of cards. Whereas this, you got the tiles, you got you know all the other pieces. So wow, I can't believe Escape Curse Temple is eight point five for me. Apparently wow. not anymore. Apparently it's dropping. And any- um, I am going to have to say the nay. That is a terrible decision on your part. As you can see, <laughs> I rank Escape Curse of the Temple a nine point two two. Wow. Yes, it is in my top uh, twenty games of all time. And oh, um, you know it does not wow. drop at all. I mean, you know, it's 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 not the top, but it's way uh, way up there. So for to see it for you, eight point five, that's not entirely unreasonable. But to drop it down to an eight, you're spitting yeah. in the face of Christian Ostby, the designer. How dare you? <laughs> How dare me on on live on live Twitch stream as well? Wow, my gosh. Um, but here's the thing. Now that we're talking about, I want to revisit both these games. I'm not going to lie. I, want to I think now, you will you know? find I, I, that your your newfound lower than low numbers um, are, are are frankly incorrect. Uh, yeah. yeah, because and then, yeah. so here's the thing. Do you ever do that, Rado? Do you ever like you know think about these rankings that you did like years ago, and then think, hey, maybe I was a little off on this particular ranking, and then. Do you like I am the game? revisiting my rankings all the time because every time I play a okay. new game, um, you know, after I'm done filming it and and all of that, I I go wherever you just saw rank.raw.com and I rank it. And yep. often I'm like, okay, well I lo- I definitely like it better than this game, but wait a minute, I don't like it as much as that game, which means those two games are incorrectly ranked because that should be higher than that. So I'm constantly um, you know rejigging with them because uh, and. For the most part, I am doing it just based on my recollection of having played these games three or four or five years ago. What I have found yeah. is, inevitably, almost every single time I get to revisit a game that I have not played for years, and I'm, I'm, I'm really you know struck by it again, I want to go back and bump it up a few notches. That ah. always seems to be the case. I mean, I know most people say, ah, oh, you know, it's not as good as I remember, as you just showed, and it drops down. For me, oh my gosh, this is better than I remember. But that's just a yeah. reflection of me. I'm a very excitable person. <laughs> yeah and you know I, I will i will revisit these games soon because um i i just i think about those times that we first really played escape and we had such a great time with it so maybe maybe my uh dropping in rank is a, a bit premature but we we shall see when i get back to i it. think so i will say for the record yeah. uh escape um zombie city is the superior game if you gave me the option oh. i would rather play zombie because i do because well jen and i we have played a lot of escape with all of yeah. the expansions, I mean, we are—we have really yeah. spent many, 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 many hours at ten minutes at a time escaping. So I appreciate mm. the extra level of—I mean, I, or I should say—I don't mind the extra level of work, the bookkeeping. When it, when it happens, right. I have to do it all. Jen doesn't pay attention. She just says, "Hey, spawn another zombie." So I do it for her. She says, "Oh, move a zombie," and I do it for her. 
because I'm, I escape is just like woven into my bones. And so, as yeah. we were talking about before, the fact that the world comes to life and it doesn't just sit there and it provides an actual real ongoing threat so elevates the game. Uh, but if you're yeah. Eli viewers probably noticed I don't have it because Jen still, like you, prefers the original escape, the cleaner, more simple. Even though I do everything I can to make it easy for her, she prefers the simpler, more yeah. straightforward. So, and um, when we moved back fr- to the U.S. from Malta, it's just like, okay... I had hundreds of games to move back. I'd like to get rid of a couple hundred of them. And so Escape Zombie City didn't quite make it. Because, but that's only because of Jen. Uh, For me, I would take the zombies over the, the curse any day of the week. And that, folks, now, as far as, was a real as far, Wait, real quick. As far as, as theme goes, do you prefer like the Indiana Jones <clears throat> theme? Or do you prefer the zombie I, theme? So I'm all about the Indiana Jones theme. That's true. I, I'm not yeah. really strongly driven one way or the other. Uh... Yeah, do I really even care? I don't. I I actually kind of put both of those, um, you know, Tomb Raider's type versus you know Escape Zombies. They're pretty much in the same level for me, I think. Okay. Um, which shouldn't be the case because we are both of a certain age, wherein we grew up with Indiana Jones and it defined yeah. our existence. Um, I loved Indiana That's Jones as a kid, but I, I don't know. Same. It just doesn't quite have the staying power for me. I'm very excited about Indiana Jones. Uh, uh, what was it? Five coming soon. With uh oh, are oh, you? Oh yes. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna be admit I'm not that excited just because I did not like four at all. Like four was such a. Is anybody oh. in the chat with me that four was? Come on, it was not that bad. It was just a silly. All I say is, it was a come on, live action scene, cartoon. Survives the nuclear ex- explosion. Come on, come on. That stuff. I mean, again, you have to be- <laughs> remember what Indiana Jones comes from is those old twenties, thirties serialized, just ridiculous, goofy things. Um, and yeah, yeah, and they were just leaning into that hard. Kate Blanchett is awesome. She is a super wonderful um, villainess, and uh, it was so great was to good. see Karen Allen again and kind of get that tied up because you always wanted Indy to get back with yeah. Marion. So I mean, yeah. that was wonderful. Um, I know some people didn't like the fact that it was literally about aliens, but you know, the the, the setting had moved on from the forties into the fifties, and that was just so yeah. appropriate because you know fifties is, you know, the, the time when sci-fi really started popping up. So they said, okay, let's bring some right. sci-fi into it because that's the time frame we're in. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. But, um, and Stacey yeah. Everdell you agrees, know Kate Winslet, or not Kate Winslet, st- Kate Blanchett is always awesome. Yeah, agreed. She, she's fantastic. You know what it is? It's just, you, you set such a high standard with that first movie. You know, uh, it's it's really it really is hard to live up to that. I actually, I you know, some people uh, didn't like the second one. I I enjoyed the second mm-hmm. one. Um, I enjoyed the third one. Just the fourth one for whatever reason. Maybe you know, I'm not that big of a fan of uh, the, the Transformers kid. What's his name? Uh, I, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, yes. Shia LaBeouf is a yeah, phenomenal not... actor. He is an amazing artist. Yeah. Uh, yes, he is. I mean, okay. if you uh, the, the, some I... of the stuff he has done, you know, including um. What was it? Not Pony Boy. The recent thing that you know was basically a semi-autobiographical film where about him and his father, oh. uh, you know, basically telling his story as a young child actor with a uh, with a with a father that pushed him really hard. Uh, that was that okay. was stunning. I mean, that was Oscar-worthy stuff. So he's incredible. He's just he, he's just been pigeonholed because of Transformers and whatnot. You know, he's he's yeah. literally See, a victim of his own success. Of. So much so that True. he sa- self-sabotaged his own career to get out of all of that, <laughs> so that he can just appear and see a videos now and whatnot do it <laughs> and all of that no I'm, I'm i've always been a fan of shia labeouf uh i'm a fan okay. of every of, you know 
But, I mean, to be fair, it's like Lance Meister, the undead Viking, always says, you know the best thing about the Indiana Jones movies? They never made a fourth. <laughs> they stopped at three. That's pretty much where I stand. But, you know, I am curious. I, of course, I'm going to watch it. Now, I know they pushed it back, like, another year because of uh, mm-hmm. COVID or whatever. But um, I, I, I will definitely watch it. Um, I just can't. I mean, Harrison Ford, you know? So exactly, That yeah. guy cranked out some hits back in the day. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he would like to point out he is still doing so. He he still is. What what's well? Okay, yeah. You know what? If you want, I, I know, guess they're folks, not on the blockbuster level. Anymore. One of the things you could spend your auto points on is a flash top three, where Ruel and I will do a top three topic. We could do a top three Harrison Ford films. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, that that's great. why. So, don't don't hoard those auto points. Spend them. We're relying on you yeah. to give us content ideas. That's right. That's what we're here for, folks. So for only fifteen hundred Rotto points, we can give you. You will get a flash top three uh, right here now, live. So that would be fun. That would be a, a fun. You one. know what? Um, top I, I just went and checked, and I'm kind of regretting having done that push because it just in the minute we've been talking, four requests have come in. Uh-huh. Um, we have two requests oh. for there. It can be only one. We have one trivial pursuit quest, and we have an I'd like to buy an argument quest. Oh, interesting. So do we take care of those now? I, well, I mean. We're in the pre-show. We don't do it during the actual show. We could do it in the post-show. But people have spent their points. Um, Got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Well, what do you want to do? Um, I just see Knight 2 E4 redeemed a top three. Right and he now. just did a top so, three. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, uh, so we are we saying choice. last in, first out? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Let's do it. All righty. Um, all right. And... So, we, uh, my original assumption for this was that uh, when we do this, we would uh, come up with a few ones, we would let the audience choose, but I kind of feel like we need to do a top three Harrison Ford films right now. It's the perfect, yeah, it's like the perfect I would be willing to bet, so. no matter what other po- options we put up, that's what people will choose. So I am going, yeah. let's see, we need to go to IMDb. All right. Yep, I was, IMDb I was going Harrison over there. Ford. All right, let's get that. Let's get that browser oh gosh, this back guy's on been screen. A ton of movies. All righty, Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's yeah he's been in a couple of hits. All right, um, Indiana Jones Five, The Call of the Wild. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I didn't see that one. It was not his great. You know, it was it was not a return to greatness or anything like that. But it was it was nice. It was yeah. it was good fun. Um, you know, just yeah. uh, basically a retelling of the Jack London. Oh yeah, zoom in, zoom in a little bit so the folks can see. Come on, Calibri browser. There we go. Okay. So, you tell me when you see something that warrants potential, uh, you know, like top five. And, um, of course, Secret Life okay. of Pets 2, obviously. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll get much support there. Uh, do you, wa- do you want to give it to any of the new one... Star Wars? I assume not. No, nah, no, none of the new Star Wars. I'm just, I'm scoring down the list Oh, as you're, well. oh you're looking at your own screen, okay. Out... Yeah, first one that popped, oh, I'll look at your screen. The first one that popped out was The Fugitive. The Fugitive, that is hard to top. That is... I thought he was fantastic, and him and Tommy Lee Jones, two of the uh, one, that's one of the best pairings of leads ever in movies. I love that movie. I I, I am hard pressed to not. All right, and you know what we're gonna do while we're doing this? I'm gonna be making a poll so people can, uh, uh, you know. Oh. All right, so uh, Ford's best. All right, so and we can. Oh, here's the deal: I can only put five in a poll, so the audience will okay. choose the top three for us because we're just making this up as we go. All right, Fugitive. Yep. Or the fugitive, the, the fugitive. fugitive. Um, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> All right, um, the fugitive. You're gonna search every hen house, outhouse, hen. Oh, house. good job. 
Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is fantastic. Yep, yeah, I mean, like, oh, he's so yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, uh, that made him a star. Uh, you know, and it wasn't yeah. a movie. The trailers made him a star. Yes. Yep, yes. he was so good. Um, let's see. Oh. Okay, I, 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 well, uh, you, uh, are we just going to the original um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. Star Wars. You got to put those two in. Okay, do you want Star Wars or do you want Empire? Oh, man. He was... Here's the thing about Empire, like he, you know, spoiler alert, folks, if you haven't seen this 50 year old movie, he's like sort of lose. He's out of it for the last like 20 minutes or so. God, he but was so good. He gives the single most iconic line, arguably in all, this yeah. probably the second most iconic line in all of Star Wars, maybe the third most, most iconic line, of course, oh, there's a top three would be, may the force be with you. But for a lot of people, the second most iconic line is, I know. I know. Yes, that's. Yep. And supposedly, Wait, TV knows what I'm talking like about. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Empire or New Hope? Um, I, I don't call it New Hope. By the way, I call it Star Wars. The original, <laughs> the the way it was intended to when be. When you called. saw it <laughs> as a young Ruel Gaviola in the theaters in that's the late right. '70s, there was no such thing as New Hope. It was just Star Wars. Bye bye. All right. Um, let's go with Empire. Honestly, well, we have a problem because I was going to go with New Hope. Really. Yes. Wow. I, I mean, I enjoy that movie more, and quite frankly, yeah. I enjoy Harrison Ford more. A lot of the Harrison Fordiness to me in Empire feels a little forced. Um, scruffy Nerf Herver, okay. laugh it up, fuzzball. I mean, I know fuzzball. these are all iconic <laughs> things, but to me, they don't they don't feel natural. He felt, I mean, it, it felt like he was doing like a comedy routine basically for the entire time they were on, you know, for the first third of the movie, um, you know, and, and yeah. the, the banter and all that. I mean, again, I know is fantastic. Um, and, you know, and probably the coolest hand solo moment ever is when the door opens and without blinking, immediately out comes the blaster and he opens fire on Darth yeah. Vader. That's cool. But that is pretty I think cool. on the whole yeah. he is, I mean, but actually what can top, uh, Yahoo kid, you're almost there. Now let's yeah. blow this thing and get out of here. Yeah. Dun, dun, Great shot, dun. kid. That was one in a million. Yeah. 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 yeah let's, you know what you're talking yep, yep, yep. about. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, okay. We got the yeah. big ones out of the way. Um, the Fugitive. Okay. Now, uh, I've seen more than one person, I believe, mention Witness. Oh, Witness. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you know another good What's one? That? Presumed Innocent. He was good in wow. Presumed Innocent. I, wouldn't, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I dimly recall that one. Wow. Do you want to go, you want to, go um, to the mount for Presumed Innocent? Well, I'm not. No, I, I wouldn't put it on there. I, I mean, just, there's I'm a million things. Of... I mean, I love Mosquito Coast. I saw that in high school. I mean, that re- 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 oh, really yeah. big impact on me. Um, oh, I like Clear and Present Danger. I thought he was good in Clear and Present Danger as Jack Ryan. But I mean, uh, there's no way we're not putting. Um, what's it? Uh, oh no, no, no. Actually, I got mixed up. I was thinking Hunt for Red October, but this is not an Alec Baldwin or a Sean Connery list. Oopsie. Oh. <laughs> Hunt for Red October. Oh, the other Jack Ryan. Yeah. That's right. I think um, um, we will lose followers. People will unsubscribe if we don't put Witness on the list. With yeah, the, and with good reason. Witness. It is an amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then I think the, the last one. I mean, if we're just going pure iconic, we would also lose subscribers if we don't put the original Blade Runner on the list. Blade Runner. Yep. All uh, right. That's so it. that's it. That's it, folks. You have one minute to decide this for the ages. Wow. Um, but while they're doing that, Gosh. for me. I would say of those, let me see, I need to get them back up full screen because I can't see them in the this tiny window. This is really hard. I would go New Hope number one, yeah, Fugitive number two, and I'm Ooh. really torn between Witness and Blade Runner as number three. Wow, you're, you're not going to put Indiana Jones I am up? not. Indiana like I said, Runner? I like Indiana Jones. 
Wow. Honestly, I like Temple of Doom more than Raiders, quite frankly, when it boils right down to it. I'm weird. I, I like Temple of Doom, but... Oh, no Raiders love for is, Witness no. so far. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Not even from the people who said, who suggested Witness. In the... <laughs> I guess people can probably only vote on one thing, right? You folks can't rate things, I bet. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably another 20 minutes, Honey Pie. Is that okay? Okay. All good? All right. Um, yep, yep. Okay. So, oh, okay. And... I would definitely not vote for Working Girl. I just saw that. Um, <laughs> well, you, you, you should be happy. Raiders of the Lost Ark comes in number one. Thank you. Blade Runner, really? Blade number Runner two. Over... <sighs> and Star Wars A New Hope, number three. Fugitive, barely scratched the surface. And Witness, wit, what they said? All right. Well, <laughs> that, folks, was a top three. And I can mark that done now. And you know what? We've got a bunch more. But I think we're going to have to wait for the post-show. Because, yeah, spoiler alert, folks, Jen is going to make a brief appearance in the R&R show. And she just opened the door saying, uh, can I, would you please, I've got other stuff to do today. Um, so I think we need to get ready for that. So let me close this. Let me change uh, the banner at the bottom of the screen. And folks, what's about to happen is we're going to start recording our weekly show, the R&R show, which is where we do our top 10 and all that. Oh, no, we haven't done the contest giveaway. We got to do that first. Oh, okay. Yes, so questions. contest time. Which means I've got to go back to the browser. Okay, first of all, folks, last week, while Ruel was MIA, Shay and I offered to give away a copy of the latest um, game from Ryan Lockett, Now or Never, which I believe is shipping early next year. Pre-orders are no longer available, so this was one of the last ways you could get it, until I assume he does a reprint. And we are now going to find out who that lucky winner was. I already got the Wheel of Names queued up. If you'll open up Wheel of Names, there we go. Let me just check my email just to see if anybody else showed up. Oh, we have one late arrival. All right, Cameron, I will literally type you in by hand. Wow, look how nice Cameron, you are. Cameron um, Lawrence. That'll be crazy if he actually wins it. Or she, oh. Cameron, he or she. All right. Um, right, so here we go, folks. One lucky winner of Now or Never. Um, okay, good luck, everybody. Here we go. And... This week's winner. It's going to be a K, not a C. Sorry, Cameron. Lao Wang Fat Frankie. Lao Wang. Okay. I'm going to assume the Fat Frankie is your nickname, and Lao Wang is your... Yeah. Lao, congratulations. I will be contacting you after the show. And I'm sure somewhere, I don't know where you are, Lao Wang, but I'm guessing that that uh, might be in the Far East, and Ryan Locke's thinking, Oh, the shipping cost. <laughs> shipping. <laughs> but uh, still, I'm very happy about that. Now, folks, we are going to be doing a new giveaway when we start doing the uh, R&R show, which um, I'm so sorry, Honey Pie. She can't hear me right now. I'll have to go tell her to get ready, um, which we'll bring Jen back for. Because our sponsor this week is uh, C4 Labs, uh, which, which have these really awesome deluxe... Wow. Um, no, these are amazing. And um, wow. Jen was so impressed by these, she has stuff to say as a woodworker herself. So she said she would actually nice. come on and talk about them. Because honestly, I don't have much to say about the joinery or whatnot, but she does. Mm -hmm. So um, before we get going, um, just a quick check. Could you check the chat? Is there any other stuff? We'll, we'll get to all those other things people have paid for after I guilted yeah. them into it. Um, you know, Yeah, people were just talking about the movies and everything. So we're, we're good to go. We got uh, other things to redeem, but that'll, we'll do that on the after yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. So again, thanks for spending your Rotto points. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I might now. I yeah. Actually, 
So I mean, since hardly anybody was doing it for the for last three weeks, I actually lowered the price on everything. I might need to bring those prices back up now because <laughs> yeah, now we're kind of overloaded. Um, but we will make yep. good on them. We promise. Let's see here. Yeah. So let me just queue up. All right. So we need to change the text on screen from uh, we're not in the pre-show anymore. We are all right. So we've got that one, which is just going to be the standard thing. And then we are going to. Uh, we're going to talk about the new giveaway. Let's see. Oh, no. We're going to talk about this first, uh, the sponsor of the show. Then we're going to talk about... And folks, uh, we wouldn't be here if you weren't giving us stuff away, so we'll talk about the game. Then... Oh, oh, oh. We haven't figured out a secret word. It's a good thing we uh, double-checked. Oh. What's our secret word yeah. going to be? And who's going to say it? You haven't done it, so it's going to be you. you got to say it. Or no, I yeah. think you did it last time, didn't you? I, I did the but last But I did yeah. it last week when you were gone. Okay, so I am back. I will do it this right, time. Right, so pick um, a word that either has something to do with um, the sponsor, uh, you know, C4 Labs and Dice Trays, or the uh, we'll be giving away this week a uh, copy of Keep the Heroes Out, which is a nice little co-op dungeon defense game, or okay. one of the things that are in your list that I don't know about. And then you're going to say that word, and it's going to be a word that I won't naturally say. Oh, No pressure. Okay. Come up with it now. Yeah. Kabuki Kid um, suggests Comclot. Let's go... <laughs> wow. Um, what is it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, what is this? Maybe I can go with the word. Uh, the word. Acrylic. 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 Okay, that is not yeah. something that uh, I just casually drop into conversation as a general rule. Yeah, me right, neither. order is A-C-R-Y-L-I. How do you spell acrylic? A-C-R-Y-L. Um, is it two L's? A-C-R-Y-R. Oh, my gosh. Acryl, A-C-R-Y-L-I-C. Yeah, I just don't know if it's one or two L's. For some reason, it, it's probably uh, one. One L. I'm sure within yeah. five seconds, somebody in the chat will say, I can't believe we're even watching <laughs> we'll correct this guy. this, yes. Uh, thank there you, Kabuki and uh, Head of Metal. And All right, metal. acrylic. So we've got that queued up. We've got the Heroes video queued up. Actually, I'm just going ahead and email. I'll just queue that up. So when I go yep. to the... Oh, oh. Stacey Everdell does it too. And again, uh, friends, remember, it's you're not sending the word acrylic. You're uh, sending the game that um, when we say the word acrylic, what game we're talking about. That's where you're going to send uh, to contest at rado.com and you'll be entered to win uh, one, uh, one of the prizes that we're giving yep. away. Okay. A- or, okay. Or no, I think Zigdi got it right. Acrylic. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, thank you. Let me quick. Let me quickly correct thank that. You, Ziggity. All right. I expect, by the way, I'm going to get a lot of false, uh, you know, misdirected emails in my inbox for the rest of the week as I see every way people could accidentally misspell acrylic. But that's okay. I'll catch them all. Don't worry about it. So um, we're going to go live in a second. Say hi. Ch- chat with the ch- folks. I just got to go tell Jen she'll be on in five. Yep. Do your thing. So. Friends, um, we'll be we'll hang out here while uh, Rado um, takes care of business on his end. Hope everyone's doing well. If you didn't know, um, you know, last week was a rough week for me personally. Uh, we lost our pug Bruno unexpectedly, and um, it's been a rough week. It's been very sad, but you know that's why I had to take the time off. Um, I've shared it on uh, Twitter and um, the socials already, um, but um, yeah, we we miss uh, we miss Bruno. He was the most loving member of our family. Um, I, I do want to thank everyone who has reached out, whether it's on socials or through private messages. Uh, I, I th- thank you so much. Yes, virtual hugs, folks. Uh, Michelle and I actually did a live stream last night, uh, first one in over a week. Um, on my channel, my Twitch channel, and it, it was tough. It, it really was um, because you know, just the um, you know, Bruno was a part of our show basically, so it, it was really rough. But thank you again for for that, friends. Um, it does mean a lot. Your support, 
Um, we are grateful for it. We were, we're humbled by it, actually, you know, people reaching out and, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, people that understand, um, what we're going through. So me on yeah, behalf of Michelle, uh, my wife and, um, our daughter, Lauren, just want to thank you all again. Um, Bruno was the best. Yeah, he, like we say, he was the best boy and, um, you know, he'll always be here. We, we, um, our studio has now been renamed, uh, studio Bruno in his oh, honor. So, um, yeah, thank you friends. Okay. okay. Uh, everything okay on your yes, end there? Yes, Jen uh, is here, so I'm going to turn <clears throat> awesome. on the warning. So here's the deal, folks. While Ru and I are filming the R&R show, we will not be able to be doing back and forth. Because we're actually, it's like we're live in studio filming a show, and you folks are in the audience, and we can't respond to everybody. Um, which is why I've just put the little reminder for folks who come in late, hey, we will definitely pay attention. We'll you know, stick around. We're just filming the show right now. Um, so let me go on ahead and get ready. That's our sponsor. And so I'll do that. Uh, sponsor and thanks for watching everybody thanks Ruel, for coming back and we've got a really great show we want to get right to it but i think we do need to talk a little bit more about our sponsor and it's c4 labs right yes it is okay and jen will jen is right off camera honey can you stand right here you're still you're still safe you okay. will not be on camera I'm right safe. there um, but i just the closer you can get to the mic the better okay here i'll just move this out of the way completely oh. so right there yes all right and let me just rotate the, the There's camera. There's no a bit. mark on the floor for I me. I did not give you your marks. Oh, I need a mark. Oh my goodness, I have failed. Okay, and we've got the correct stuff on screen. And this is really boring for everybody to look at. Sorry, folks, I jumped the gun there. Let's see, Jen. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, there's your hand. Hello. So as you can see, if you <laughs> want to scooch a little bit, there you go. There you go. My mark wasn't on the right spot. No, I totally failed. Okay. So all right, we're going back. And one more swig of water. Do they get to hear you hack and gack? Yes, but oh. once I say we're going, then we're actually treating it like a real show, and we're trying not to make goofs. Up until now, it's been pretty—it's been pretty chillax. <laughs> okay, thanks everybody. Um, hope you're enjoying the behind the scenes. Here, let me pull this up. <clears throat> no, actually, I think I need to keep that up, don't I? Uh, yeah, I do need to keep that up. Okay, okay, everybody, here we go. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. This week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by C4 Labs. And welcome, one and all, to, I think, episode 16 of the R&R Show. And welcome back, Ruel, who took a week off last week. Thanks, Rado. I'm so happy to be here. You know, there was no way I was going to miss our sweet 16, my friends. So. I didn't even think of that. Look Good at to be you. Back. Um, right? Your time away has not dulled your razor-sharp entertainment senses. Well done, sir. Cool, cool, Thank cool. Thank you. And, you know, I've got to say one thing. Yes. That mustache of yours, my friend, is looking very, very sharp. Oh, there's a whole thing about the mustache. And, folks, if you'd like to know about it, you can watch the extended edition of the R&R Show, which will be going live at the same time we put just the R&R Show. It turns out there's a whole bunch of extra stuff we do before and after where we interact with a live audience. And I'll tell you the mustache story at that point. But today, just yes. pretend this lip caterpillar is nowhere to be seen. 
Although I never forget it. I just, I can't stop. Ugh. I actually start, started twirling it uh, last night. Oh, um, like an evil, like a villain. Look exactly. I know. It's not quite enough, but it's it's almost there. Um, anyway, though, folks, before we get going, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about our sponsor, C4 Labs. They've got a Kickstarter going right now for their new deluxe line of accessories. I actually covered some of their accessories last year. Um, you know, uh, 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 dice towers and various sundry things. But this new one, which if you want, you can hit that eye in the top right corner screen or go check out the show notes. These things are amazing. And when this showed up in the mail the other day, uh, my wife, Jen, was in the kitchen at the time I was opening and she said, what is that? <laughs> and she was so passionate about this that she's not going to appear on camera, but Honey Pie, what do you have to say about these? I didn't say, what is that? I said, what is that? She did, exactly. <laughs> yes, um, look at that. It is. Oh, now she wants to touch it. I, I want it, I want it, yes. And I, I'm so glad that um, I have it because... <laughs> Um, I was going to try and figure out how I could win this if this was like a drawing giveaway thing. You know, like stack the deck or something because this is just beautiful. I mean, it feels nice. It's beautifully sanded. It's smooth. It's wonderful. Yeah. And look at the joints. Yeah, that was literally the first I mean, thing she talked about. She said, look at the joinery on this thing. And I'm like, it, it is it's, it's a bunch of different types of wood. Yeah. I mean... My dad was a woodworker, is a woodworker, but has been for probably 50, 60 years. Mm -hmm. And um, so I grew up with his woodworking woodshop in you know our garage and everything. And so I, I can definitely appreciate gorgeous woodworking. And this is gorgeous. Yep. Yeah, Jenny. And it's mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they sent it to us. It's mine. I don't even have to steal it. Yeah, so far they haven't asked for it back, and uh, <laughs> so we haven't had to cross that bridge yet. But yeah, uh, Jen, I mean, she's not giving herself enough credit. She herself is a woodworker. I mean, you should see the heirloom quality butcher block table she made in her 20s yeah. uh, that we still use to this oh, day wow. over 20 years later. But yeah, these are gorgeous. They are a premium item. And if you'd like to know more about them, you can um, check out the link up in the top right corner or down in the show notes to go check out the Kickstarter page. And you can just, you can yeah. just pet it if you like. They it feels wonderful. It's really well designed. Just to prove, it does actually hold dice. Uh, you know, it, it's a nice design, too, that if you have multiple players, hey, I can store my dice over here, and then when Rel goes and rolls, he'll go on ahead and keep this one over there. So it's, 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 a, nice. it's a nice ergonomic design for gameplay, but, you know, the quality of this. And they talk about the making of these on the Kickstarter page, too. Um, and, you know. and listen to this. Oh. Listen. Okay. All right. If you can hit it. Yes, Jen loves the fact this is not real leather. This is vegan leather yep. for folks who are um, you know concerned about such things. And I'll oh, shut nice. up again. Let me let me make something close to the uh, mic. It has a really nice dull it's, sound because nice. I don't like loud. Yep. Things so. Agreed. I'm the same way, Jen. I, I love the fact that it's muted, that, that yep. sound. As much as I like the clicky-clack of dice, it's nice to have that uh, the faux leather yep. there. Well, anyway, folks, that's the sponsor for the show, and that was a special <laughs> off-screen guest appearance by my wife, Jen. There she actually was. I wasn't throwing my voice, and uh, we can get on. Thanks, Honey Pie. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. What a beautiful tree. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. The, the, these are stunning. Um, you know, th this is the kind of thing. This is an heirloom quality item. It really is. Uh, that if you can get your kids to love games as much as you, this will be something you hand down to them. All righty. Yeah. I think that's such a neat little feature too. The little where you can store the dice for the different yeah, players. That yeah. Is I mean, it doesn't fantastic. have to be depending on the game. It could be oh, we'll store our engine dice over here and our weapon dice over there. It could be lots of different ways. But very, very cool. Oh. And uh, um, yeah. So. 
That was getting business out of the way, but we do have a little bit more business, in fact, um, yeah. because every week, folks, um, I don't know, some of you probably show up because you would like to win a game, wouldn't you? I imagine you would. And so it is time to uh, talk about the contest. Ruel, tell them what we're going to do. We are going to be saying a secret word, folks. But the thing is, you know what the secret word is. And what you're going to do is just pay attention to the show. And when we, we, one of us is going to say the word acrylic. That's correct. Okay. And when that comes up during the show, there's going to be a specific game we're uh, talking about when I, well, I, I, I'm going to be saying it, right? Are we, we, it's spoiler alert. Like, oh, wow. Right? Or, you uh, totally spoiled it. I wasn't going to tell him. I totally spoiled one it. Of the, normally, uh, one of the advantages of tuning in early on the live show is we clue everybody in as to who will say it. But this time, Ruel spilled the beans. So it's going to be a little bit easier to spot. Yeah. So, it's not really a secret word, but you're going to have to pay attention and find exactly. out when I say mm -hmm. it. So whatever game we're talking about at the time, type in that game uh, title and send it to uh, contest.rado.com, and you'll be entered to win a game that we're looking at right now. Is That's that right? correct. This game is Keep the Heroes Out. I did a, a coverage for it when it was on Kickstarter last month, and it is a very, very clever cooperative dungeon defender where each player takes on a very asymmetric role, whether you're the slimes or the dragon or the the gremlins or the skeletons. We all have special powers, but we're all working together to keep the heroes out. Uh, the game comes with a ton of different cool little uh, unique story-driven missions with different layouts and stuff like that, and Jen and I really liked it a lot. At its heart, it's a very good cooperative deck builder, and um, it's got amazing components. It was very, very successful on Kickstarter, and so one lucky winner is going to be getting a retail edition of this. I think it's going to be the all-in edition, actually, um, sent to to you when uh, you know it, it, when its production is completed next year, and so if you would like to win, keep the heroes out. As Ruel says, listen for well him to say the word acrylic, and um, <laughs> he will do it when we're talking about a game. I have no idea when he's going to do it, um, but if you spot that, as it says at the bottom of the screen, e send an email to contest at rado.com with the name of the game we were talking about as the subject of the email. And again, that secret word is acrylic. Let me put it on the screen, because I had to double-check how to spell it. So uh, I'll just yeah. make that clear right now. The secret word is acrylic. Don't worry if you spell it wrong. I'll still catch it anyway. And we will do a drawing for that next week. We actually do the drawings for the games in the pre-show. So if you show up live on Tuesday... What day? Tuesday, the 23rd of November at 12 noon uh, Pacific Time on Twitch. You can watch us do the drawing to see who wins. And we'll be giving away something else next week. But um, now, right. I think we have gotten all the show business out of the way. Am I, am I forgetting something? Yeah. Like, no, I, I think we've got it all. And I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking here, like, you know, I just totally blew it as far as like, hey, I'm going to be saying the secret <laughs> word. This is what happens when I don't show up for a yep, week, yep, right? Yep. So I need to stay on top of it uh, and, and come back every week, folks. So yeah, just uh, pay attention for the word acrylic and then type in the name of the game and send it over to contest at rado.com. You'll be entered to win your very own uh, copy Keep of the Heroes Out. Hero, what is Keep it called? The Heroes the Get Heroes Out? Heroes Out. Keep a, the a very fun game. Keep you can go watch my run through to see more. Okay, folks. All right. um, and actually, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if, if you don't think you're going to win. Um, then you can actually... You know what? I'm going to put a link down in the show notes for that as well. So you can go... Because I believe they do have a post-campaign... What was that always called? The Kickstarter pages? They do oh. the... 
late backer. late backer page. I'm sure they've got one, so I'll put a yeah. link for that down in the show notes as well because it's a lovely little game. But anyway, folks, we are awesome. done with that, and it is time to um, hit what you came here to see. You want us to count yeah. backwards from 10 to 1. Why? I don't know, but we'll try to make it a little bit more interesting by including some kind of game-related topic. <laughs> we just like to count backwards from 10 yep, to yep, 1. Yep, yep, yep. We're getting really to. good at it, too. Yeah. Um, we almost do it without right? making mistakes. Um, so this week's topic is the top 10 games we'll never get rid of, which actually, that's a topic that people have been asking me to do for years, and it was one of the first discuss- topics we discussed. Hey, maybe we should this should go on our list of things to do. But I've always been hesitant to do it until the month of October, when like three or four different channels all did this topic at the same time. It started with uh, Monique and Naveen, uh, of uh, of uh, before, you, before play. you play, thank you. And then, um, oh, I think Alex of uh, Board Game Code did one, and I, I think I saw a yeah. couple more. And we're like, well, okay, I guess this is the topic du jour, and we're a little late to the party. <laughs> but I sat down this morning and thought long and hard. I don't know wh- how. What was your process for this? This was okay. So here's the thing: it, it was really tough for me because these aren't necessarily our favorite games, mm-hmm. right? These are games that we will never get rid of for one reason or another. Like, and for me, like I started last night and I came up. Okay, so I, I had like a list of like 20 games, right? I narrowed it down to 20, and I had to cut it in half. And it was tough for me because you know, do I keep something for sentimental value right. or do I keep something for replayability? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking all these factors. So I took a little bit of everything uh, on my list. As you'll see, you know, the the games that I end up on my list, you'll see the ones that I chose. And there's a little bit, hey, I'm keeping this because it means something, there's sentimental value to it. There's another one that I'm, I'm keeping because this is, well, for whatever reasons, you'll, you will see. But it was a lot tougher than I thought. It's a really interesting process to go to. And um, I'm curious. I, I have a feeling I know what's one of them on yours. But the other four, I have no idea what's Okay. Left. Well, I have no idea what's coming. Well, I, again, I could guess. Because that's the tricky thing. Yeah. The easiest way to do this is say, oh, what are my five favorite games? Okay. That's yeah. it. Done. Yeah. But... I mean, you know, I mean I, it, it just wasn't as simple as that. And so I just kept going through my, my top 300 games, just one after another, saying, what would it feel like if I didn't have this game? How would I feel? And I just kept asking myself that over and over again. And there were several of my favorite games. Very few of my top 50 of all time made it onto this list, uh, if I recall same, correctly. Same. Because, like yeah. you said, I mean, a lot of them are all about emotional attachment or nostalgia or, you know, they represent a certain moment in our lives. I'll be honest. I'm surprised you didn't say it. Some of them are monetary. Some of these are hard to get. And if I didn't yeah. have this, I would never get to play it again. So I think those are really my main two factors. Uh, so last thing before we get going, who's going to start? You or me? Um, I can start. That way, you'll. Uh, I'll start with the number All ten, right. which will lead what is you to the number, number ten. Well, number ten is. Um, let me go to this thing. Let me do the little behind the scenes. Okay. Thing. Oh yes, yeah, so you're gonna there. put it at the bottom of the screen. I'm gonna load up a video of it. Um, and sure enough, why is this not working? Because. Oh my gosh. It's okay. Oh my gosh. We have this cool little feature that allows Ruel to remotely change stuff on my computer so he can update the, uh, graphic at the bottom that says what it is, but it's just all of a sudden decided to to break and die. Okay. Let's see if this works. I'm, I'm syncing it now. Come on. And if we do, you will reveal the number 10 of our games. Number 10 is... Ah, all Crokinole. right, Crokinole. Folks, yep, that Crokinole, is a good one. Uh, yes. Um, now, I had a really tough time with this yeah. one. because So this game is relatively new to me. I only started playing it within the last year. 
But the amount of joy this game brings me and has brought to everyone that I've played this with is just, oh, it is out of this world. To me, it's the greatest dexterity game of all time. Um, it's basically like a shuffleboard, like a miniaturized shuffleboard uh, style game where you're knocking checkers into each other. You know, it's really simple to learn. You're just, you take one color, your opponent takes another color. You're trying to get that middle hole to get the most points. You're trying to knock your uh, other player, the opponent's checkers off the board. And you score, you're, it's a race to 100 points. There's different ways to score depending on where your checkers land after you play all of them in one round. Oh my goodness gracious, Crokinole is amazing. And as you can see here, you know, there's all kinds of different boards you can do, custom graphics. I have one that's like that one right there, just very uh, straightforward. But look at this, you can have maps, you can have, uh, you know, that cool score graphic, whatever. Um, this game is something, I the only uh, the only bad thing about this game, it's so big and bulky, it's hard to like bring to like a party yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? But so you have a gig it's, it's the, ginormous, right? I've heard some people is, literally when they're not playing, they hang their crokinole boards on their walls as a work of art. Yes. Yes. And that's what I want to do with mine eventually. Like, you know, they have the little hooks on the back that you can put up there, but um, it, it's just a wonderful game. And the thing is, it's got stain power. This thing, this game was invented, I believe it up in Canada 150 years ago. So it's not going, there's, you know, I, there's something to be said for a game like that, that has, you know, stain power. Um, I actually thought about this one really, you know, I thought about this one may not stay in my collection because this is the type of thing that you you gift to someone. Like, mm -hmm. you uh, generations go by. Like, you know, I know that people whose grandfathers made their crokinole board, pass it on to their father, pass it on to them. So I can see this going uh, as far as, like, an heirloom thing. Um, I'm going to keep mine, but then, you know, there's going to be the day when I am no longer around. It's going to be passed on to my stepdaughter, Lauren, who loves it as well. And then she'll pass it on to whoever. Crokinole, folks, I will never get rid of this game. I absolutely love it. Uh, that's my number yeah, 10. Yeah, that, um, that is a uh, beautiful option. I cannot fault it at all. And uh, Has Jen ever made a crokinole board? Oh, gosh, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, we were talking right in front. She's done a lot of woodworking in her life. Um, I mean, when, back when she was doing it a lot, when she had access to a wood shop when we were living in Seattle, Washington, there was one nearby that uh, she was friends with the person. They let her come in and do whatever she wanted. I, at that point, we never heard of crokinole or even really modern board games at all so um oh. yeah i mean but i i it's you know i mean I, one thing i mean i've seen i've played crokinole in real life i think the thing that pictures cannot do it justice is just the feel of these things because they are waxed yes. um you know so that you have this incredibly smooth motion it's like the pucks it's it's kind of like it feels like you're playing on an air hockey table the way the movement is but but, but there's no electrics oh. it's just so wonderfully preserved and waxed and they are just a blast so simple to teach how to play i mean you said it right much yeah. like our sponsor this week c4 games lab with their um Deluxe game trays. This is something that if you get a really nice one, you will want to you know hand it down, and it'll it'll be an heirloom quality thing. That nothing like that even occurred to me. Um, but that is beautiful, and I certainly agree that that is an excellent number uh, ten. And now my only thing is, yeah. why didn't that come in higher? It feels like it should. But yeah, well, again, this was a tough list to put together. There was a lot of lot of great games we could have gone with, and you know, as you'll see, uh, some of these uh, I've got some sentimental value uh, attached yep. to them. But that's my number ten, Crokinole. Let's move on to number nine, sure. my friend. Let's go to number nine uh, because that's mine, and it is Glory to Rome. Of course, I said it. I'm not going to deny it. 
Um, yep. If I if I somehow lost my wonderful black box, super duper limited edition of Glory to Rome, I would never get it back, and that would make me very sad. In fact, actually, um, when I was uh, last night, I was starting to work on the list and starting to give some thought about what I was going to put on there. And Jen was sitting there in in her chair, and, and I asked, "Well, what, what, what it, honey, if you could think of one game, what would it be?" And she said, "Glory to Rome." Instantly without even thinking twice about it. Because we both really love the game. It is a brilliant multi-use card game. Um, you know, it's best of class. It's There have been other games that have uh, tried to emulate it, you know, take the core gameplay um, and put it in different settings and whatnot. Even the original designer has revisited the ideas and put them in, like, dinosaur worlds and stuff like that. But nothing touches the original Glory to Rome. The design is brilliant. It is all about rebuilding Rome after the great... What was it, fire or earthquake or something like that? Every card you have in your hand of cards could either be used for whatever it says on the left, on the right, on the top, or on the bottom. And basically, you slide them under your player board to indicate whether they are building materials, whether they are buildings you're trying to build, whether they are things that generate points for you after you've built buildings. And the uh, secret sauce of this game is it comes with a huge deck of tons and tons of unique cards. And it's just amazing how much variety there is. You will never get two games games of Glory to Rome that play out quite the same because of, you know, whether you'll get a storeroom in Apathia early or late in the game changes everything. And then the other beautiful thing about it, too, is this is a card game where when some player does an action, the other players get to follow and do the action as well. And I believe if you don't have a card that lets you follow what I'm doing, then you shout, Glory to Rome! And you just get to draw another card. So everybody gets to, everybody's involved all the time. Um, it's, nice. It is fantastic. It's phenomenal. It commands prices of probably over $200 for what is basically a deck of cards, um, which, you know, I, I could not in good conscience pay that much money, but I don't have to because I will never get rid of my number nine, Glory to Rome. Yeah, this one is one on my bucket list of games. I've never played this. I've seen it at cons before, but every time, like, my friends or whoever will be playing it, the game would be all full. Like, I, I, I'd have to come back. It's like, oh, can I play yet? No, we're playing this, and I just have not gotten to the point um, to be able to play it, but I know its reputation, and you know there's some drama with the publisher and like the yeah. rights mm-hmm. to it, right? So there's like no way it's ever going to be reprinted, unfortunately. But one of these days I will play it. I don't know if I can pay that type of money for it, but I will. Um, I know friends that have it, and I'm looking forward to playing your number nine, Glory right, to well, Rome. What's your uh, number eight, sir? Number eight. I'm updating the thing right now. Uh, let's sync it up. And my number eight, folks, is actually a newer game. This one might be a surprise to you. Kohaku. Really? Okay. Kohaku, yes. And there's a reason, a particular reason for this. Like um, Glory to Rome, which is now out of print. Kohaku, the way it was um, printed originally was almost like a deluxe version, but it was the retail version. But they have changed it now where that version, which has acrylic tiles Mm -hmm. uh, in the game, um, they're no longer, they're now just standard cardboard tiles. Oh, I see. So, so that this like so-called re- this retail edition is no longer be available as it is. It's now instead of acrylic tiles, it's going to be cardboard tiles, and it's a wonderful game. It's a gateway, maybe a gateway plus game of uh, tile drafting and then tile placement. You got some set collection. If you see those acrylic tiles, I mean they're absolutely gorgeous, yep. right? I mean these things. I mean you could throw it someone and hurt someone. I mean don't do it, folks. I'm not <laughs> saying go throw it at anyone. But they they are just some of the most beautiful pieces I've seen in a board game, and it comes with a play mat. 
And again, the new version of the game, I don't think it's a playmat. I think it's just a standard, you know, board. Okay. Like, um, like the so prototype that I they, played with when I covered it, which is what I'm showing on screen. Exactly. I should show some of this deluxe yeah. stuff you're talking about. Yeah, the deluxe. I, I think I'm, I might have a video where uh, Michelle and I played it. Um, uh, but anyways, it is a wonderful game. Um, it's it started. It's part of this whole trend of like tile laying games that took like the tile laying mechanism to the next level, mm-hmm. right? So instead of just hey, here's a tile we select set you know collect a different set or two, you've got uh, multiple things going on. You can have like you have like a spatial thing, like can you get them in a certain order? And then you also have a set collection thing. Can you get certain sets of things? And then on top of that, you have can I get certain sets in a particular order? There are the acrylic yeah. tiles right there. They're absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, 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 folks. Um, and that's a game I will never get rid of because it's a family favorite as well. And um, you know, as much as I enjoy the game, like the acrylic tiles. Yeah, are, I mean, the beautiful thing at. about them, if you can't quite tell from this image, is uh, you know what you're doing is you're building koi ponds by doing tile laying, and these tiles have the fish or the dragonflies or whatever kind of superimposed on top, but they're see-through um, tiles, and uh, you are you feel like oh this is a real pool of water that is you know developing yes. in front of us so yeah i'm kind of jealous i don't have that um <laughs> all i ever had was just the uh cheap knockoff uh you know prototype when i filmed it and yeah. i did not know yeah. that 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 the um the, this cool deluxe edition was a limited time thing wow yeah i don't i don't think they just recently announced it where it's like, oh, you know, by the way, we're now the game that comes out now is not going to have this the cool uh, tiles and everything. And, you know, it, it, yeah, you, you really you need to see these in real life to appreciate them, friends. Like it's almost like a 3D effect. Like you'll see the koi, you know, on, on the on the tile and then the like little dragonflies and everything else. They look like they're flying above them. It, it's uh, absolutely amazing. Yep. And that is my number eight, Kohaku. An excellent choice. And and, and uh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously not your favorite game of all time by far, but it's one right, you will right. never get rid of. And now that you said all that, if I had it, I would probably, uh, I would probably say the same. <laughs> quite frankly. Okay. Well, let's move on to my number seven, uh, which is definitely, definitely one of our favorite games of all time. It is Roll for the Galaxy. Oh my gosh. And this one, I don't know. I, I, I should have actually looked. Is it hard to get Roll for the Galaxy now? I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, that, it's funny because I know it, it goes in and out of print every, yeah. a couple of years, I right? think it is definitely yeah. going to be one of those games that will just stick around forever. Uh, you know, people yeah. will always be able to pick it up. It's gotten, I believe, two or maybe three full expansions worth of content now. Uh, that was not the best video yep. to choose. Let me go on ahead and choose my earlier video. I just did the first Rotto uh, video I could find. Rotto, Roll, Galaxy. Give me the full run-through, not um, one of the... Yeah, there we go. There it is. There we go. Um, and this one... It, it is not because of its resale value. It is not because of any potential rarity issues, which I don't think are ever going to be the case. Um, it, it, this one is because my wife loves this game so much. I think uh, push came to shove. If, if I had to ask Jen, hey, what are your, what's your favorite board game of all time? This, I don't know if it would be her number one, but it would certainly be one that she would strongly consider. She loves this game so much. We have played this game so much. Um, and, I mean, she it's it's one of those games. If we ever do a top ten games we're up for playing at any time, day or night, uh, this would probably make it as well. Jen and I, I mean, we have spent so much time bonding over this. And it's, a, it's hard. It's a wonderful little galaxy empire building game where you roll dice behind 
behind a screen. You try to figure out how best to use them, manipulate them, whatever it might be. Um, but you're doing it in secret, trying to figure out what your opponent is going to do, and then everybody reveals at the same time. And if you could get into the head of your opponent, you are going to do very well indeed, because you can follow off of them. Uh, same as in a Glory to Rome. And... The yep. thing we probably love more than anything else about it is, after we're done, we always like to sit back and say, well, okay, tell me about your empire. Uh, because it feels like we always <laughs> end up creating a really interesting Dune-level story that spans generations, where we started out right. doing this, but then we pivoted to the other thing, but then this event happened and all of that. And so, I mean, for us, this it comes to life so much. And we both just have such... I mean, I guess it's nostalgia. I think, you know, we lived in Malta for years. And um, and that's when we played this game a lot. And I think one of the things that will be inexorably tied in my memory, uh, in my nostalgia banks for living in Malta all those years, is playing this game over and over with Jen. And with anybody who would play it with us. Uh, we have played more four-player games of this than just about any other game on my shelves right now. Uh -huh. Because Jen will just take any excuse. She oh, oh, do you know how to play it? Yeah, let's get out. Let's teach you how to play it. Although, I should say, <laughs> this is maybe the hardest game to teach I have ever tried to teach. Teach. Right, it is yeah, monstrous. But the icon, yeah, the icons and everything, it, it can be a bear to teach. But this is an excellent choice. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, just a little inside baseball here. This was on my top ten. Oh, really? Uh, for the, uh, this list, yeah, and it, it barely, it just, it didn't make the cut. But yeah, it, it was right there. I love this game. Um, I mean, you get a, look at all those dice yeah. you get. I mean, I love rolling dice. You get a fistful of dice, a cup full of dice. There's nothing like that sound of clackety clack, and then you put your cup down when you're finished. And that's a that's that, you know that uh, shows just how strongly my wife feels about it. You know, she said earlier how she hates dice making a lot of noise, so she was so in love with our yep. our uh, show sponsored C4 Labs with the uh, vegan leather tray, and she likes how it deadens the sound. When she plays yep. Roll for the Galaxy, she gets that cup and she's shake a shake a shake a shake a slam. <laughs> yeah. She's just so into just, it. The, uh, yeah, it yeah, is. There's something about it that's just so yep, satisfying. Yep, yep, yeah. I agree. That, that's a great choice. Love cool. it. Well, okay. okay, that was my number seven. What, sir, is your number six? Um, number six. Let me sync it up right now and get it ready. Um, my number six um, is a big time nostalgia for me. Samurai by Reiner Knizia. Um, this is probably my, I want to say it's my favorite Knizia game, but Raw is up there as well. Um, but this is the first one I ever played. So it's got that sentimental value to it. Um, when I first started in the hobby back in 2015, you know, I played games at home, but I eventually made it out to a local gaming meetup. And for the first time ever, I was there. I had no idea what any of these games people were bringing ahead of the table. I was like, you know, I mean, at that time I'd played, I'd played Sushi Go, I'd played Ticket to Ride, I'd played Pandemic. All this other stuff blew my mind, and Samurai was the first one I played, and I absolutely loved it. It's, you know, you are fighting over the ancient lands of Japan here as uh, Samurai Warriors. You also have Ronins, but you're trying to capture these uh, pieces. It's an abstract game in its mm -hmm. heart, and you're playing tiles down. Um, that have numbers and the numbers, you know, you're looking uh, once a certain tile is uh, surrounded, you'll see who has the most. It's an area uh, majority. And then you will take that one of those uh, one of those three different ones. I think it's military, uh, farming and religion, I of believe, those, are the different of, of, of those uh, fancy player pieces, those abstract yeah. kind of almost yeah. chess like pieces. Yeah. Chess like pieces, yes. And uh, this is actually the version I have as well. This is the original real Grande, uh, Grande edition, uh, not the Fantasy Flight one. Um, so, yeah, I've played this several times over the years, and I always enjoy it. I've taught it to many of my friends. Um, family loves it as well. 
And just the fact that, hey, this is one of the games that really, like, got me into the hobby. And when I was getting into the hobby, it was the first one I played at a local gaming meetup. I have that memory of, hey, for the first time I met strangers that played games and I had no idea what I was doing, but they welcomed me with open mm. arms. And this was the game that one of the first games we played, uh, Samurai. And, you know, it eventually became something where I became such a fan of uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Kinesia. Yes. I always seek out his games now, but this is the one that got me started. It's my number six game I'll never get rid of, Samurai. Wow. So I'm curious, what what are your thoughts about the new, you could argue, deluxified Fantasy Flight version? Where, you know, they completely redid the art, they redid all the pieces. I, I think you, I, you could say they made it less abstract, less like a chessboard and more like kind of a modern game board. So what were your thoughts of it? Yeah, um, I never played the the Fantasy Flight version. I did see it, and I, you know, yeah, I, I can see how they're doing the Fantasy Flight thing with the like little miniature style stuff and trying to get more thematic. Uh, to me, the game is brilliant, no matter what what you do. I have, even though I haven't played that version, I'm sure it's just fine. But I'm perfectly fine, and I love uh, the original version uh, that I have and I've had for years, and I will never get rid of. Yep, I, I don't blame you at all. I think it's it is a brilliant game. Just it just goes to show how um, how far ahead of the curve Kinesia has always been. And everybody else is playing uh, catch-up with him, as far as I'm concerned. Right. I mean, this game, folks, this is like a 20-year-old game. I mean, this is... And it's still... If it was released today, I think it would be a hit. I agree. It was I agree. Just, it's, it, it's so well done. And, like, you know, a, a lot of his games that I really enjoy... Um, are the fa- it's the fact that his rules overhead is very low. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to read a 20-page rule book to play Samurai. It's like literally like, I think, two or three pages with a bunch of pictures and stuff. It's so easy to get into, and it's easy to teach, and it's it's a wonderful uh, game. That's a good number so six. That's my number I six. Approve, I have to say. I mean, those pieces, I just love touching them and feeling them. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the yeah. components are so lovely. Okay, well, that was your number six. My number five, yep. sir, is Castles of Burgundy. And I, I had it. to do it. Oh, so this is the one you knew, right? This yeah, the here's one, the yeah. deal. Actually, I mean, there's two, but this one I knew this was going to be. Yep, on there. I love more than anything else. You know, really rich, crunchy. Many would argue dusty and dry and boring euros that are just all about you know being some middle manager in some Renaissance era European country just building things. I, I don't know why that speaks to me on such a deep level. Maybe because my wife and I lived for so long in Europe and we just loved it so much as Americans living abroad, and maybe that just kind of accentuated it. But you know, as I was going through the list, I mean, several of my choices were about nostalgia, um, actually, or money. This one is not. This one, and I, I should say, I, today I am showing the anniversary edition uh, because if I had to pick, even though I, I like the presentation of the original, the more sedate, laid-back, subdued version that's not quite so, boom, look at me, as the 10th anniversary edition. Right. If you go to the 10th anniversary edition, you've got 10 years worth of expansions in there. Uh, you know, that just give you so much replayability. And ultimately, at the end, my thinking was I really wanted to include... Uh, something, you know, you know, what's it? Uh, my last one, Roll for the Galaxy, is kind of there for my wife. This one's here for me because I never tire of this. This is a game that, oh yeah, if I've got two hours, I, I want to sit down and play it. I want to try some mix of the various and sundry expansions that are available. I want to skip to some place in the video where something interesting will happen because this was a game that Jen and I played, uh, which most people haven't seen. But <laughs> man, this was, uh, if you can see it in the corner, this was me and Jen for just two hours sitting there staring and crunching. <laughs> and for some people, that sounds horrible. For us, it is the best time. This game has so much replayability in it. And 
Like I said, I, I, I don't really have a strong sense of nostalgia for it. I really don't. And this game is always going to be in print, forever. Uh, it's an evergreen game for its publisher. And uh, so it's never going to be hard to get. Plus, they have a really good app version of it. Several games I was thinking, oh, I really love this, but you know what? If I needed to, I could play the app version of this. And Burgundy has an app. But there was just something about this game that when I said, well, what if I didn't have it? What if it wasn't on my shelf? What if I did not own that one game? And that hit me. It was, it was like a pang, and I could not give up that yeah. one. This was not my first game. This was not my first Euro. Um, it, but something about it, it's just, it's important to me, this particular game. It's my favorite Stefan Feld game of all time, and he is my favorite designer. But um, this is my only Feld game on the list. I don't know. I, I, I really, I kind of pride myself. It's kind of my job to articulate my thought process about games. And for me, it sounds cheesy, but there's almost something mystical about this game for me. That it just really speaks to me on such a gut level. Um, and I mean, like uh, Roll for the Galaxy, this is a game that I've always tried to get a chance to play under any circumstances. And uh, yeah, I, 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 it would hurt too much to not own my number five, The Castles of Burgundy. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's my favorite Feld game by okay. far. Um, I, I love it as well. And it was... I don't know if it was my top 10, probably definitely my top 20 um, as far as this list is concerned. But you know what? You uh, you bring up an interesting point about, you know, having the app version versus yeah. the real, you know, the analog version. And there is something there's just more gratifying mm-hmm. to put your, you're building your estate and you've got your little tiles there and you're rolling the dice. There's just, you can't, to me, you can't replace I, that. I in, completely in agree. Like yeah, this, I mean, yeah. when the game is over, yeah. I mean, this is a game where you really feel like you accomplish a lot. And you sit back and you look, look at my domain that I have created. And yeah, then you're just going to dump it back in the box. But still, I mean, uh, yeah. very few games give as strong a sense of satisfaction. Didn't actually talk about the gameplay at all. It's also a brilliant use of dice-driven um, actions where you roll the dice and yep. those dice restrict you is because you're trying to get the right things to build into the right place in your province. I mean, it is just, just about flawless. I, I I think it's reasonable to complain that it's a little on the long side. Could it be one less round? You know, I th- if anybody says yeah. that, that's totally fair. But and and normally I'm the one to say that. Normally I'm the one championing <laughs> games to say, okay, we got out. Um, you know, we, we didn't overstay our welcome. I'm sure for some people, Burgundy does. It doesn't for us. It's my number five. But sir, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is your number four? Number four is. Uh, let me update the little oh, thing yo. here. Uh, this is a newer game, well, newish game, but it is paperback. And I knew there was this... a reason I have you on this show. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, Mich- when, okay, so when Michelle and I were first started dating, you know, we weren't into modern board games, but we would play Scrabble every now and then on date night. And you know, Scrabble is the classic word game that everyone, you know, it's either Scrabble or Boggle, and we we did that plenty of times uh, during. During our dating, our, our you know before we got married, but then we discovered modern board games, and all of a sudden, paperback came into my life, and it is a oh my gosh, the best word game out there in my opinion because it takes two things I love: I love deck building, I love word games. It mashes it together in a wonderful uh, blend. And folks, if you don't, if, if you like word games, this is a game for you. Now there is a sequel to it, a standalone sequel called Hardback. I for friends that are more into uh, hobby gamers, I would recommend hardback because if that if word games aren't your jam, hardback is more your style because you're going to do things like almost like Star Realms where you're you know playing different factions and stuff, but it's word based. But paperback for me, it's basically Scrabble but uh, Dominion mm-hmm. style. You're playing cards, you know five at a, you know draw five cards just like any standard deck builder, 
you have to make up a word, as you can see here in the video, uh, make up a word in the price of the cost, the the money that you generate with your word. You're going to use those to buy letters that give you special abilities and uh, allow you to um, create longer words, which will give you bonuses and so forth. It is oh, it's everything I love about a word game. And the best thing apart about it, it's a competitive game, but there's a yes. cooperative version as well. Which is a lot of fun. You build a pyramid of letters or, you know, the special bonuses that you're trying to unlock before time runs out. It's like, you know, you have a certain number of cubes on each letter you're trying to unlock. Michelle and I love playing that one. Um, you know, as someone, so I, I went to school. I was an English major. That's my jam. I've got, I, you know, my previous life, I was a technical writer. Um, so I'm, I, I love words and I love word games. And for me, paperback is my jam, and that's why it's my number four game. I will never get rid. of. I completely agree. Um, I, it's a wonderful game. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't I introduce you to the co-op mode? Am I right about that, or am I thinking of somebody I else? Don't remember, did you? Because I was talking no, to somebody you know, about think... this game, about how great it is, and how I my favorite way to play is co-op. And I think it was you yeah. who said you can play co-op. <laughs> Maybe it was. You know, when we did way back in the day, many moons ago, we did that. Um, uh, video about cooperative yes. games. So I'm gonna have to look I back. I think Maybe that was did. it. Yeah, I think uh, somebody owes me that. a gift basket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a gift basket that includes a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that maybe could teach me how to spell certain words that may or may not be said at any given point. Everybody needs to be listening for those words. Right. <laughs> or yes, yes, it also helps in paperback too. That even makes even more sense. You're right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Love that game, and uh, yeah, uh, we yeah, uh, paperback. It will never leave my collection. I, I completely agree. So that was your number four, correct? Yes. Right. That okay. Is my number four. All righty. Well, let's move on then to my number three. Another one I will never part with. It is Shadowrun Crossfire. Okay. Um, and I think longtime fans of my show aren't necessarily going to be surprised by that. Uh, this is, I think, my, my second highest rated game in my entire collection. And uh, I, it is... Uh, th this game... I shouldn't like this game, quite frankly. And neither should my wife. We should both hate this game for different reasons. Uh, <laughs> it is set in the Shadowrun universe, which is kind of like a... Uh, it's kind of like uh, Blade Runner... Uh, crossed with Lord of the Rings. It's a you know a future dystopic uh, you know big cities, but with orcs and dragons and stuff running around. It's a really oddball thing. Jen should hate it because you spend a lot of time running around with machine guns shooting each other in this world, and um, I should hate it because yeah. I have just never found the subject matter to be even remotely enticing. Uh, I've, I've always been aware of it. I remember video games back when I worked at Nintendo a million years ago. There was a really very popular Super Nintendo game based on the Shadowrun universe, and I'm like, why do people like this? I I, don't, I just don't get it. Um, but this game, both Jen and I have fallen so hard in love with it in spite of those things that would keep us away. At its heart, it is a cooperative, very fast-playing um, deck builder where each of us are on a shadow run and we're under crossfire. Basically, uh, it's, the, it's one of those situations where the job has gone bad. Um, you know, our, you know, whoever hired us, you know, turned us into the cops and now we're on the run and the entire game, which is very fast. This is a 20 to 30 minute game. Um, all you're trying to do is survive and get out before you get worn down. And, uh, this game is one of the harshest, most punishing co-ops on the market. It is up there with your ghost stories. Um, and that, uh, it's really puts you through the ringer. And that's a big reason why I love it so much. Uh, because I mean, it, 
it makes me and Jen both feel so brilliant when we pull off a win because the odds are so much against us. But the brilliant thing I love about it is if, if okay, we're not going to make it. Um, spoiler alert from an, for an old movie um, for, with starring Kurt Russell and, oh, uh, not John Clavier, the guy with the ponytail. Um, above the law guy, Steven Seagal. Um, Steven Seagal. what was that movie? Oh. Uh, <laughs> executive executive decision. decision. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert for executive decision. One of my favorite mo- mo- moments in movies of all time. Okay. If you want to avoid this spoiler, pause now and check the show notes down below. There's a link that'll let you skip forward about half a minute. Okay. It's all gone to hell. They're all going to die. Kurt Russell is reaching out to Stephen Gall says, we're not going to make it. And Stephen Gall says, you are. And he slams the button and he ends up sacrificing himself to save everybody. And it happens in the, in the first 20 minutes of the movie and nobody saw it was coming. Yeah. I feel bad spoiling it now, but it's a 20-year-old movie. This game yeah. gives us that feel. Because if we realize, wow. honey, I am not going to make it. I, I'm up against it. Um, I'm going down next round. And and that's when all of our strategies have to pivot. And suddenly, it's all about survival. Can Jen get out alive? Because if I go down, Jen has to survive one round where everybody piles on her. And it's the most dramatic moment in all of board gaming when that happens. Um, man, I feel really bad about wow. spoiling executive decision now. <laughs> oh, because it's such I mean, it's an amazing moment. Um, it yeah. was in the commercials, though, to, to be fair, uh, as I recall from back then. Fortunately, oh man, I might have to edit that out. I think I'm going to have to do some editing on this video because I feel so bad about that. But anyway, oh, okay. uh, it, well, it's still a great movie after that, even if you know that's happening. Um, but So, yeah. th- you know, this movie... Or this game captures that feeling. So I love everything about it. It's wonderful to have such a really dense, exciting, dramatic, uh, and and deep. It's a really smart deck builder too. It does a lot of really great stuff. The reason why it's on the list is because it is out of print and it's probably never coming back. The publisher released a Shadowrun Crossfire. Uh, they didn't call it the deluxe. They called it the Runner Edition. A couple of years after my first edition came out, and they made some core fundamental changes that I fundamentally disagree with. And so if you are going to pick up a copy, it's going to be that newer edition. And you can kind of retroactively apply the old rules to the new version. But I want to hold on to this. I, I never want to lose it. I mean, I happily play this anytime, anywhere. And I think it's over time, it's just going to get harder and harder and harder and harder to get this first edition. Plus, I also have the expansion, the high octane expansion, which is going to be impossible to get. So I will never lose these. And just talking about it now makes me want to play it again and apologize one more time to anybody watching watching uh, about the executive decision spoilers. But I mean, there's just no better way to encapsulate the, the feelings it gives you. No other game I know yeah. of gives a feeling like this. And Shadowrun Crossfire does it almost every time you play. My number wow. three. I, I've never played this game, but just listening to it, like the theme and then the fact that you compared it to executive decision, I'm like, I need <laughs> to play this game. I, I, that, that was such a fun movie, right? Yep. And, um, you know, again, we you, you can edit out the spoilers if you want, but um, it, it's it's a, a terrific movie. Um, well, it's one of those like I, I call it good bad movies because it's pretty cheesy. You know, if you really think about it, come I, on. You know, quite Some frankly, the, the, the moment I talked about is what elevates that movie. If that moment didn't happen, <laughs> it would just be a typical '90s action film. I mean, yeah. they were super but the common. Fact that that happened, you know, post like I saw this movie. Yeah, I saw this movie in the theater, and literally the entire theater cheered at that moment. It was so. <laughs> that is funny. not the response that I think the the the, uh, the filmmakers were trying to engender. But I certainly understand. I remember the nineties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I can't wait to play it. Okay. All right, so what is so your number two, sir? Cross, crossfire. <laughs> nice. Let's move on to my number two. And uh, this is a game. It, it's easy to find. You can find this at Target. Okay. Folks. Uh, this, yeah, this is super easy to find. It's Ticket to Ride. Uh, this is the game. You were just talking about how you and Jed played a ton of role for the Galaxy back in the day, back right. in Malta. When I got into the hobby, it was all about Pandemic. Um, that I played the game Pandemic. That's what brought me in the hobby. But it didn't bring Michelle into the hobby. And, you know, she, she loved the theme, but she didn't really like the gameplay of Pandemic. But a month after I got in Pandemic, I bought my uh, bought a copy of Ticket to Ride, and that was it. Um, Michelle fell in love with that game. We played it every night, maybe sometimes multiple uh, times a night for a week straight. Um, I always bring this up. She still has the greatest uh, wing streak in our house. Uh, she beat me seven times in a row. <laughs> uh, she'll never let me forget it, and I always have to shout her out. Seven straight games she beat me in Ticket to Ride, but... I loved every moment. Um, we This is the game that brought our entire family in. And honestly, this was not literally a life changer for yeah. me. Because, what, what? you know, I got, uh, yeah, I got into the hobby because, you know, I was in the hobby because of pandemic. But Ticket to Ride really opened it up where the rest of my family got into it. Oh. I got, you know, friends into it. And then it led me to go to my first public gaming meetup a couple of months later. And that uh, brought me to the um, the writing side where I brought my skills as a writer. I started writing for a website called Isolated the Dragon, which led me to Geek and Sundry. I was wow. writing for them, which led me to Becca Scott Show, Game the Game, which eventually led me to other opportunities. It's a life changer, Rado. And that's why I'll never get rid of it. I can get a copy of it anywhere, at a Target, wherever. But this copy, it's got the wear and tear of years. <laughs> The box is all dinged up. The cards, some of the cards are, you know, might have been like folded a couple of times or, you know, a little trashed or whatever. But that's because it was played so much. And um, some of you know, I might have spilled a drink on part of the board <laughs> as well. I, But, you know, I love it. I will never get rid of it because it, it, this game and this hobby has literally changed my life in the last five years. So this is all about sentimental value. Yeah. Ticket to ride. Now, having said that, whenever we play the game, it's always we always play the um, Pennsylvania expansion. We like that one better with the stocks. And oh, stuff. okay, okay. But Wait, okay, so yeah, all the ticket to rides have come out. Uh, you, you, that's your favorite iteration of it. That's my favorite iteration. But this one again, set, strictly sentimental value, and because it changed my literally changed my life. Uh, ticket to ride the base game. Wow, you know it, it's I, I love it, love it to pieces. And yeah, uh, that makes that's, that's perfect cool. sense. And actually, yeah. the the most telling thing about that was not that. Oh yeah, this was my gateway. This is the game I used to gateway my family. Yes. Yes, because without them, who am I playing games with? I'm soloing Pandemic for the next, you know, <laughs> six months straight, maybe, you know? But because they got excited about the game, they got, you know, we we started having the annual Gaviola game night where Lauren, she brought her friends over and I introduced them to a bunch of modern board games. They had never played Escape. Mm -hmm. We talked about that mm -hmm. um, during the pre-show, um, Escape uh, from the Curse of the Temple. That was one of the favorites that we played, and it all started because of Ticket to Ride. Um, that's That's why it's a game I'll never get rid of. That makes perfect sense. And you know what? That uh, is very much in keeping with... That was your number two. My number yep. one, for many of the same reasons, is Pandemic. Pandemic, of yes. Of course. Uh, of course. Let me see if I can pull it up. And uh, sorry for folks watching that um, you just had to look at us for half of Ruel's impassioned speech. Because I, I couldn't find... I know I've done a run-through for Ticket to Ride London, but I couldn't find it. Uh, actually, I should oh, say, okay. for the no record, worries. my favorite way to play Ticket to Ride is those new Express Londons and New Yorks. They're brilliant. They are so good. Well. But we're not talking about that. Yeah. We're talking about my is number they... one, Pandemic. And just like yep. you, I mean this Pandemic right here yeah. this is the game 
that I did not know existed. I did not know modern designer board games existed. And I walked into Blue Highway Games in Seattle, Washington and asked them for a copy of Travel Scrabble. Because my wife and I were about to take a trip. And I remembered, as a child, playing, having a copy of Travel Scrabble. You know, the version where you could close it and it kind of saved your progress? Yep. I thought, oh, that'd be great. We'll play that when we're on the road. And the guy took one look at me and said, you, you don't want Scrabble. <laughs> Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your wife. Tell me what your situation is. And I walked out of there with this literal copy. And it's actually full of stuff because pretty much all the original expansions for this are in the box. You can hear my Petri dishes rattling around in there. Um, yes. And ex your Ticket to Ride story, everything you said, beat for beat, um, Pandemic did for me. Uh, it instantly converted both me and Jen into board game geeks. We took it on a road trip through France. We were on the road for a week, staying in all kinds of beautiful places. We saw amazing things. Uh, you know, and But every night, we were, just couldn't wait to get back to our dinky little camper van so we could play another <laughs> game of this under really crappy fluorescent lights and we could find a new way to lose. We lost our first four games <laughs> and I think we lost a different way the first three times before we finally got our win and we realized, oh my God, why didn't we know this existed? Um, and when we got back home, we kept playing it, and then I started looking for other games. And I've actually told this whole story in my top... I, I, if you search for Rotto, first 10 games, I, I broke down. It started with Pandemic and you know what happened after that. And I had some rough patches. It took me a while to um, get to where I could identify a game that would or would not work for me and my wife, Jen. And um, mm. there were some times where like, well, maybe this is a one-off thing. Maybe a pandemic, maybe there's nothing else worth uh, you know, really seeking out. But this one was so powerful, so impactful for us that I kept going, there's got, I mean, this can't be the only good game. And so I kept finding more. So not only did this get me started, but it inspired me to keep going. And just like you, my entire life has changed because of that game, because yeah. of what Matt Leacock, when he put pencil to paper and came up with a brilliant idea for what is still, as far as I'm concerned, the nearly perfect cooperative game, at least perfect for us. And I will never, yeah. ever say goodbye to this because this little collection of cardboard and wood changed my life and my wife Jen's. We, you and I would not be here today if it wasn't for Pandemic, yeah. and that's why it's my number one. Phew! That's fantastic choice. Yeah, wow. It, it's it's funny how we both chose as our top game the one that changed our lives yeah. as far as our careers and everything else. You know, it's, it's you know, it, it is, uh, that, that's what we, we do here, folks. We talk about the games that mean the most of us, and uh, these are the games that we'll never get rid of. Great list. Great list. And Pandemic was on my top 10 as well. It just Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know, assumed, yeah, Pandemic is I, I one of your be gateways your also, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that there it is. Our top 10 games that we'll never get rid of. Cool. Yes. Well, thanks for watching, folks. And um, don't forget, send that email to uh, contestatraw.com if you were able to spot the moment where Ruel said acrylic and, um, and see if you can win a copy of... Keep the heroes out. And we will be doing that drawing not a week from today, or no, a week from right now. Actually, I should say, we will be doing the drawing for that on Tuesday the 23rd at noon. So you have basically until noon on Tuesday, November 23rd, to figure out when we set it, send that name of that game to contest at rotto.com, and good luck um, on winning. And, uh, well, I think, I think we're all done here. 
yeah, let's uh, let's move on out okay. of here. Um, well, then, in closing, yeah. I just want to say thanks once again to my co-host. Thanks for everybody watching, and thanks to the sponsor of the show, uh, C4 Games. Again, you can check out these beautiful, beautiful pieces on Kickstarter right now. Thanks for watching, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye. And we're out. Whew. Okay. All right. Another great episode. Yep. Actually, I can see why so many people are doing that. I, 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 even as I was making the list, I was kind of thinking, man, I haven't have anything interesting to say about this. But it was. I mean, it's it's really impactful. Although, I don't know, you you were not very monetarily inclined. I don't think you had anywhere just, oh, yeah. this is too expensive. But I guess your crokinole is kind of like that. I was going to ask Crokinole's you how much did like you pay that. for I it, actually, but I thought maybe that would be very gauche. Yeah. And I did have one um, that didn't make the cut, but it was my copy of Chaos of the Old World in the Old uh. World with the expansion. Because those will never be reprinted, and I know those can ca- catch a fair uh, fair amount of money. Um, but it just didn't make the didn't quite make the cut, uh, mainly because it's a game that um, my family won't play. They're, that's not really their jam. Cool. So I stuck with stuff that I know that you know for the most part, uh, family well, will play. Well, we but, yeah, basically are- ignored the chat for forty minutes straight. I totally forgot. Norm, we've been trying to you know have a break in between so we can say hey to everybody. Sorry, yeah, I was just I so totally into it. But first of all, let me say, yeah. hey, Paula Deming, thank you very much for following. I am a huge Hi, fan. We're all fans of Paula. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Everybody Paula. loves Paula for good reason. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah, her her uh, comedy videos are destination viewing. If there if there's any chance yes. that there is anybody in the chat right now who has not seen um, Paula's fa- phenomenal YouTube channel, where I don't know, she probably does like one a month or something like that. Uh, just really engaging, so well-filmed. I mean, I can't imagine how much work she puts yeah. into those with, you know, the staging, and literally, it's very rarely that you talk about cinematography in, in board game videos, but, I mean, you have to for Paula. She's a consummate professional, and I'm not just saying that because uh, she said ditto, which is very awesome, <laughs> and um, I'm getting a little verklempt at the thought of that. Although, I don't know, maybe she's talking about you. Well, it probably could be the case. Oh, Paula's amazing. Uh, she's, you know, she's, you know what's awesome? Like, not only does she do some of the best videos out there, but um, if you ever get the chance to meet her, she is a wonderful person in real life as well. I've been very fortunate to uh, spend time and get to know her, and just, just an amazing person. So thanks, Paula, for stopping by. Yeah, um, yeah we, we sort of ignored chat. I know, I feel bad about it now. the show. So why don't we catch up a little yes, bit? Yes, let's do, let's do. Although we have a lot of outstanding um, requests. Uh, oh, and also thank oh, you yeah, to Open right. World Addict for the raid that happened about an hour ago too. Ah, that's the problem. Awesome. Us doing our, we, we, I mean, I, I want to stop and acknowledge all that stuff, but we can only do it after the fact. Although folks, some of you may know, here's, here's my favorite thing about Twitch. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I vehemently despise about Twitch. There's a few things that are very, very cool. But by far, the best thing is, every time I... For years now that I've been doing live uh, run-throughs, or live streams, used to be with my wife, now I do them with you. I did them for a brief time with Tom Vassell. After I'm done, later that day, uh, after I've caught up, I just go back and I watch the uh, live streams at like 4 or 5x speed with the sound off, just so I can see everything that was commented on, in case I missed anything interesting, because I think it's interesting. And the cool thing about Twitch okay. is I have found that, oh, oh, that was really interesting. Or somebody asked a question and we missed it, or somebody made a really useful observation or whatever. Uh, I can whisper to them. 
uh, because I can just, oh, you, yeah. you can't do that on YouTube. There is no way to reach That's out right. and connect with people. But on Twitch, if, oh, that was, uh, you know, I've several times um, after doing the shows whispered to people, thanks so much for that. That's a great idea. I think we're going to try to work that in in the future. Stuff like that. And nice. um, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm not promising anything. Um, it's not a competition. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one of the really cool things I like. But we have a lot of other outstanding stuff we have to do. Let me get back to the dashboard and see what people have oh, requested. Oh, yeah. So we've got some uh, points we need to redeem yes, for do. Uh, all of y'all out there. So earlier, um, if you're here with the pre-show, we did a Ruel Ranks where you can you know spend some of those Rotto points. And I will rank a game live uh, here on uh, Twitch. And then there's other things you can do. We, we also did a, a, an impromptu. Uh, someone cashed in a top three yep. list. We went with our top three Harrison Ford movies, which um, what did we end up with? It was Star Wars, Raiders of Lost Ark, and uh, well, I mean, the there, we ultimately we came up with the five, and really we went with the iconic ones. I had my three, you yeah. had your three, but we uh, let the audience vote for the definitive oh, uh, that's tops. Right. Yeah, and uh, we very yeah. strongly disagreed on uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark specifically. I think Ruel still yeah. hasn't quite gotten over over that shock. I. That is like the great one of the great films of all time. How can that not be <laughs> one of Harrison? It's it's defining, folks. Okay. Well, okay. So we've got a um, few yeah, more. So Let have, me just start going through them. We've got, uh, okay. so one of the things people can buy, it's actually our lowest level one is there can be only one where the audience makes us choose. So Goblin981 asked, um, and this one, I, I think these were both directed at me, uh, but I mean, you could weigh okay. in too. Castles of Burgundy or Legends of Andor. And um, Goblin, oh. in case you didn't just watch the top ten we did, I think the answer would be pretty self-evident. <laughs> As I said, hey, there's one of five games which I will never part with, and it was Castles of Burgundy. Spoiler for the list. So, yeah. I mean, I love Legends of Andor, but, I mean, I, you know, when I was going through the... I, mean, I was doing this thought exercise about stuff I could get rid of, I realized, yeah, I could, I could lose Andor. I really love it. I think it's brilliant. But if, yeah. if it didn't make it out in the fire... I don't know if I'd seek it out again. I really love it. But we you know, we have finished the storyline, and we have played Mission 3 of Andor probably a dozen times. And it's it's been years since Cosmos has... I mean, they keep releasing stuff in German, and it's been a long time since they brought any of it out in English. So, I mean, I, I've done my time with Andor. Uh, I'm, I'm still happy to own it. I would still happily play it. But it is... Um, you know, it, it's nothing to Burgundy. And then the other one uh, yeah. was Nazgoth asked um and uh what was it where is it okay roll for the galaxy versus nations and again spoiler <laughs> alert if you just watch the video roll for the galaxy <laughs> made my well this is one of the five games i will never get rid of nations did not i love nations nations would the, the list it would make right off the bat is actually it did I, we did a top 10 games i want to play right now a few months ago didn't we and i think nations right. was on my list yeah. i really want to play it it's like I, I I I so want to play it so badly, but again, if the house is on fire, it, even though it's in my top ten games, just in terms of how much fun I have, it's not in terms of how important it is to me. So yeah, that was a pretty easy one. So those were a couple of easy ones. We have two requests for trivia, uh, Goblin and Bjorn oh. the Bold. So we're gonna have two trivia sequences coming at you now, folks. Which means okay. I haven't done it for a while. I gotta dust off this the wheel. Trivia, the Wheel of Trivia. Here yes, we go. Here we go. All right, so I pop it up, and then, oddly, I have no controls in OBS to actually manipulate it, so I have to go to Streamlabs. But let's see if I've still got the 
uh, thing. By the way, you oh. will notice, last time we did this, there were four entries. There was game trivia, general trivia, Rorel trivia, and Rado trivia. And I thought that was being a little too easy on us, giving us 50% uh, chance. So I just combined. There's now just a general trivia, which could be game trivia, or it could be um, one of us. The last one was something... Okay. I don't even remember what I did. What, what did I talk about? Because everybody loved it. Um it, it was a great story uh, you talked about. Now, what was it? Oh my I guess gosh. it couldn't have been that great, but maybe it's going to be... No, it was fantastic. You really you dove deep on it. What was <laughs> it? Folks, come on. People in chat, you got to remember oh, um, this. Uh, Why uh, don't the, I remember uh, this? Somebody says the, the boat house. Was it... Yes. Was it about... How you grew up on a boat, and then you you eventually found track down the actual... Boat oh, right, yes. On. And how it, our, my I, childhood boat you want to take your mom is, there is now an Airbnb... And um, I, if yes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's in New Zealand. Yeah. Well, let's see if you can beat that. But let's see if uh, who's going to have to give some trivia because we're spinning. We are spinning. Oh, Ruel needs to tell us a little something, something. Oh, okay. it's story time with Ruel. Uh, Ruel, any trivia about you you think that is as good as, if not better, than my finding my childhood home as an Airbnb in New Zealand halfway around the world story? Go. Um, here, let's see. I, oh, and, I, I, and I will hide the wheel so everybody can see you. Thank you. <laughs> and a shout out to Sir Bearsworth. Hello. What it do, baby booze. Good to see you here, friend. Um, here's a bit of trivia. Did you know that I was in the Guinness Book of World Records? Wow. At some, at one, yeah. Um, actually, Michelle and I were. Um, we about, I, gosh, it was, it was probably at least seven or eight years ago. Uh, so Michelle and I, we're big Yelpers. We use the app Yelp. We love to go out and eat and, you know, uh, make friends that way. And we became Yeet, uh, Yelp Elite, <laughs> right? Which is like the special, it's like basically a Twitch affiliate, but for Yelpers. Oh, wow. Uh, so we, yeah, we got invited to a bunch of like private events and stuff. And one of the events we got to uh, be part of was at the Santa Anita Racetrack uh, here in Arcadia, California. It's where, you know, the horses run. They've been running there for Many, many decades. Uh, it's one of the best racetracks in, in the nation. And we went there because they were having, at the races, they had a Yelp event where they were, we were going to break the world record for largest beer tasting. And at the time, I think the beer tasting record was maybe like 250 people. And we showed up as Yelpers. There was like over 400 of us. There was someone from the Guinness Book of World Records um, to make sure that they did a head count. And to make it count for the beer tasting, we had to sample at least three beers. So we all took samples of three beers <laughs> at the same time. And they took photos, and we broke the record. We were in the Guinness Book of World Record, and we lasted, I think, like one month. And then someone in Germany—that is literally—I like was going to crack a joke about what four yeah. hundred. That's like an average Tuesday down at the local beer garden in, um, <laughs> right. you know, in any major German city. So. Yeah, yeah. So this was specifically like a beer tasting, right? That was the event. It had to be a beer tasting yeah. rather than just a bunch of people pounding beers. So yeah, for the, for that one month, um, one month of time, we we were in the Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records. And there's your fun fact about me. All folks. right, You're that's a good one. Bit of well trivia here on the R. That's a good show. one. But we're not done because two requests for these came in. So let me go on ahead and oh. bring the wheel back, and let me go back to the okay. screen and spin it again. Um, right, where we oh, that's the wrong screen. Come over to the Streamlabs OBS screen, wait for it to load, hit the oh, now I gotta go back into a widget. Why don't you remember what page I was on, silly goose? All righty, <laughs> uh, silly goose is a thing I say. There's some trivia. All right, uh, spin, spin a wheel. Come on, Ruel, come on, Ruel, bring it, bring God. it. 
All right, time for some more Rado trivia. Where's I mean, I literally have an entire text file full of dozens of game trivia stuff that I thought was genuinely interesting, <laughs> but that doesn't seem to be happening. All right, what is an interesting bit of trivia? Um, okay. And you think I'd be prepared for this. But this is the one thing I didn't prepare for because I figure oh, I can just come up with it. I mean, <laughs> interesting things have happened to me in my life. Um, right. Love the boat story. Yeah, I, I, yeah. and, and, and now I feel like I, I started the... the uh, the the you know the bar too high um <laughs> let's see okay this this is a this is a simple one ruel how many times would you think i have broken my arms in my life oh wow um at least once mm-hmm. well that would have been some bad I'll trivia if one... i said i've never broken a bone i guess that is trivia though yeah right <laughs> I'll say uh, you've broken your arms twice, one one each, uh, one left, one right. Big three. Three times wow. I have broken my limbs, all as a young, precocious child um, in two different ways, because it was two events. The first one, I must have been, I was in grade school, probably six or seven, and at Knight's Landing, California, uh, the, the school I went to, for some reason, they had uh, in the playground these gigantic, they must have been six or seven feet tall, which to me is a six-year-old was still pretty gigantic, just you know, concrete tubes, portions of tubes that are used for like sewage transfer, you know, and they were gigantic. And there was no safety about them at all. And kids, we would just climb on them and, and hang, out, hang out on top of them. And they were, <laughs> they were impossible to climb up on because they were literally just a big, gigantic circle. And there was no ladder or anything. So one kid would have to get up and they'd have to pull up and then we would just hang out there for a recess. And I was up on one of them. And I, I think I, I was, I've always been tall for my age. So I was like one of the leads to get up on these things and pull other kids up. And um, I wasn't pushed or anything. I was just too close to the edge and I was dumb. And I just fell off and I landed. I still remember right here on my left arm shattered the arm somewhere right in here um and uh, and i ended up getting a cast and a sling and i don't remember how many months that was and so but no big deal and you'd think i'd learn you think at six years old that's a once bitten twice shy kind of situation don't hang out too close to the edge because if you fall off it freaking hurts but no (laughs) fast forward not even a year later I'm at no, our house. Right. We have a front porch, which uh, you know has steps going up to the front door of the porch, and there was like a railing. There was probably about it was, it was a two by four, and for some reason, I just thought it was cool to um, get on the two by four and just lean back. And um, you know, I was much smaller then, so a two by four was literally <laughs> almost half my body width, or, or give or take. And yeah, so yeah. I'm just leaning back, just watching the world go by, and again, I lose my balance and just fall <laughs> again. It must have been like another six feet. This time, though, I've got experience. So what do I do? I put both arms out in front of me to break the fall. Oh my! What does that do? Snap! Both wrists oh. all the way back. Boom. Oh. And um, and now I very clearly remember this, although nobody else in my family remembers this. I, of course, was crying. My mom and my dad and my brother, we all just got into the car. We had a long drive to the nearest hospital. There was no time for ambulance oh and stuff gosh. like that. And I'm crying in the back seat. And at one point, I so clearly remember this, my brother saying, could you just shut up? And... Um, <laughs> And, wow. uh, and, you know, and, uh, I, I don't remember what my parents thought about that. My dad was running red lights and all kinds of stuff because it was really bad. And so that one, I had two casts, full on casts oh for months. They itched nonstop. Uh, but, you know, they were oh. completely covered with uh, signatures and all of that. So three times I have broken bones and, 
I haven't since. So apparently, uh, it only takes three bones broken learn before I learn my lesson and don't just relax yeah. on precarious edges because I'm clumsy. So there we go. The wrist one sounds so awful to me. That sounds... Oh, oh it was bad. It was un- very, very bad. Oh, my gosh. Although, really, the thing I remember and most I want to is- thank Palooza for the raid, by the way. Oh. Uh, Lusapalooza, David Ilka, just raided. Thank you Hello. so much for the raid. Good to see you all here. Folks, check out their channel. They're amazingly talented folk right there. And incredible there. singers. I love the fact... Incredible that- singers. Yeah, and I was just going to bring that up. Um, usually towards the end of their broadcast, they'd sing a couple of songs, Dave on the guitar, and oh my gosh, absolutely love them. So thank you for the yeah, rain. Yeah, no, I remember Dave, I think he was doing a duet, some kind of duet Twitch thing with Paula, if I recall correctly, where oh, they yeah, each yeah, recorded they their own half of the song and then they put the whole thing together and it was awesome. You know, Paula was really cool and I didn't really know Dave was a singer at all. I thought, oh, he's going to be the funny or the silly one. And it's like, no, he totally belted it out and floored me. I was absolutely oh, amazed. Well, thank it. you for the raid, uh, Lulz, or uh, uh, uh For new folks yep. here, hey, thanks for the likes and the subscribes and the follows and all of that. One of the things, if you watch, that you can spend your Rotto points on is getting me and Ruel to do various and sundry things. You just jumped in the middle of one. Okay, we just finished the two trivial requests. Uh, right, Marcus complete. Okay, marked as complete. We have one more. Somebody, okay. Zeta Rec, would like to buy an argument. But here's the deal. Argument. I'm wondering if we should save okay. that for next week. We can do it in the pre-show because we haven't done any Q and A, and I and I you you want to get out of here by two. So, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Okay. Cool. 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 It is cool. Q and A time. You give us Qs, we will give you As, and I will start Those out with A's. a question for Ruel. Hey, Ruel, what are your top five science fiction games? Because uh, you you didn't get a chance to tell everybody. And so, folks, while Ruel is regaling us with five quick sci-fi games, start asking some questions. Yeah, type in those questions, folks. We'll get to those in a second. Also, by the way, if you're a new viewer here, again, welcome. And if you have a Prime subscription, an Amazon Prime subscription, you're allowed one free sub every month to a Twitch channel. Why not use it here? We love it. Look at this guy, the professional. Thank you for reminding me. I actually installed a plugin on Twitch. If you just hover your mouse over the Twitch screen, if you're on a computer, not on a phone, I guess, a little crown icon will appear on the right side of the video. If you click that, it'll tell you if you can use your um, if you if you can use your Prime Amazon Prime subscription to basically show some support for the show and get us one step closer to unlocking another RVR episode. Yeah, and look at that. Arrogant Meeple literally just subscribed with Prime. Nice. Right now. Thank you, Arrogant Meeple. Showing us how it's done. Awesome. Thank you, Arrogant. Okay. So, top five game, top five sci-fi games. So, obviously, you know my number yes. one. Um, it, just like Shay, it's Twilight mm-hmm. Imperium, fourth edition. Uh, my number two, so I'm going backwards. I'm going one through five. I okay. want to do them uh, this way. Um, my number two, Star Wars Rebellion. Ooh, okay. As a Star Wars fan, it is the best Star Wars game out mm-hmm. there. I love its... It can be played by four, but it really is a two-player game. Empire versus Rebellion. You're trying to hide as the Rebels, and as the Empire, you're trying to find them. Uh, all kinds of great stuff happens. You have all the classic characters. I love it to death. Uh, my number three, I'm sort of stretching it here. Sci-fi, Baseball Highlights 2045. I, no, that is that is totally a sci-fi game. I, I, sci-fi I think that's game, right? totally okay. legit. Yeah, even though it's more of a baseball yep. game, it is set in the future. You have your cyborgs, robots. I love it. It's a fantastic deck building game. Hey, number four, you just talked about this on our previous list. Roll for the there Galaxy. That's one of my favorite sci-fi games. And my number five sci-fi game, Tiny Epic Galaxy. I excellent. think that's a wonderful. 
small footprint of a game, but big time gameplay. I love chucking dice, and this is one of my favorite dice checkers, Tiny Epic Galaxies. That's my those are my top five games. All right. Folks. Well, that was my question. Now, Goblin wonders, what's a game uh, that we would like that we like, but would prefer if it had a different theme? And what theme? Oh, that's hard. Oh, I was just wondering that Shadowrun Crossfire. Would you appreciate that with a different? That theme? is an interesting thing. I would appreciate with a different theme. The publishers did yeah. give us a different theme, one that I literally requested when I originally covered it. Uh, they put it in the dungeon, uh-huh. literal Dungeon and Dragons universe, uh, because it was called yeah. Dragon. It's literally somewhere on a shelf right behind me. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. where. Um, Dungeon and Dragons. I want to say Dragonhold, but that's not. That's like the totally. That's a Nikki Valens story oh, game. Yeah. Um. Dragonfire, dragon instead of crossfire, it was dragonfire, okay. and that was exactly what I yeah, wanted. Yeah. And and but the problem was they changed the rules. They changed quite a few of the rules. And if if they would have just Ooh. done a straight one for one, that would have been fantastic. I would have been happier. And I still like Dragonfire. I still have it. But while Shadow and Crossfire is in my top ten of all times, um, Dragonfire is a very very good game. But it's like in um in the low eights for me. But thank you. You've given me okay. an answer. Now you come up with one. <laughs> Do it for both of wow, us. Wow, that's yeah. That that was that's a that is a tough question. I, I wow, what what game would I pick? With different theme. Yep. Well, simple thing Good is Lord. just put Star uh, there, Wars on something, and you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah, pick any game, put Star Wars. I'm happy. I'm you know make it make a any adventure game, make it a sci-fi. Like I I enjoyed Clank. Right? Yeah. And then when they did Clank in Space, I like Clank in Space better. That's you know I'm pretty easy guy to to satisfy folks. Um, gosh, yeah. I don't know if I, I, I the, the the games that I keep in my library here. I, I'm I'm just looking the behind me here. Um, the themes I enjoy. You know what? Um, I don't know. I yeah. I that, this is a tough question, <laughs> folks. You guys, y'all are bringing it. This is this is brutal. It is. Um, I'm gonna look here. Wow. Why not uh, Machi Koro? I, I don't okay. know. Machi Koro. So Machi Koro re-theme, how can we retheme Machi Koro? Uh, like, I like it. I don't... The theme doesn't really speak to me that no. much. But how can we retheme that? Throw it in space. Yeah, my... Uh, oops, sorry. I hit the wrong button there. Oops. Uh, oopsie. Uh, Machi Koro... Uh, what do you call it? Machi Koro uh, Mos Eisley. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm all in. You know, let, let's let's build a bar in the most nicely scum and vill- villainy. I can know, definitely villainy. say that would get a lot more of my interest and attention. Machi Caro <laughs> uh, colon most nicely. You know, with a Machi Caro in a right? really tiny little font, most nicely. Most nicely, Machi. The more I yeah. think about it, the more I think that's really freaking awesome. And right? somebody needs to get Pandasaurus <laughs> on the phone. Exactly. Let's let's talk to him. And someone just uh, Dutch Yoda just talked about Dice Throne Star Wars. I am all in on that. They just came out with oh. the Dice Throne Marvel. They just announced that. Oh, throw Star Wars in there, folks. Oh my goodness. That is a great idea. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Next up. Okay. What is a board game uh, mechanism or thing that you're surprised that no other game uses? That's from Sir Bearsworth. Oh. All right. Sir Bearsworth. That's, let's see. Wow. Something that's like a these one are great of a questions, kind. folks. That nobody else has done. Let's see. Uh, it feels like everything gets done and redone and redone. And you were saying earlier another. that Board Game Geek was down. I have tried now three times to look at my rank.rado.com on Board Game Geek and it's failing. Is Board Game Geek down for anybody uh, else? Okay. It was down for me earlier, and I know some people in chat were talking about that. And I'm going there right now. No, it's oh. Yeah, it's working okay. for me. 
Okay. Well, that's wow. This is well. Then you come up what with one. Is <laughs> because I have to physically look around at my walls and think of something. No other games use. I'm going to look here as well. Um, but you actually have Board Game Geek. You can look at your collection. Oh, yeah. I can. Uh, here, I'll press that button. Uh, collection. There you Boom. go. <laughs> You've got it easy. I have to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what are, like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking at these things. Like, Oh, okay, okay. Here. The game Strike. You know, the one where you roll the dice in the arena. No, I don't know. And, it. you know, you... Okay, Strike, it's, it's a really light game. I love it. It's a family weight game. You're rolling dice in a little arena, and then if they match, you take them out. Oh, I do know it. Okay, yes, I, okay match, I know. And, and it, yeah, the arena is like, a, like and... it's kind of like you use the board insert. It's like a pit you're throwing stuff in. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly, yeah. So that just that whole, like, where you can throw the dice and try to hit it, hit them in order for them to, you know, go to the size that you want. I don't know. Do, do games use that mechanism? I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like um, there's been strike spinoffs. Has isn't there isn't there a Star Wars yeah. game? Now that I think about it, there, there's there's a Harry a Potter Harry Potter game. So, yeah. But it gets, still, that's yeah. the same game. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a fun one. Here, wow, these are, this is a great question. I, I don't. Here's know. the first. I'm just going for my top ten. I don't believe anybody to this day, even though the game came out in 2012, why has nobody revisited the Keyflower idea of a worker placement game? where your workers are also uh, monetary units that you use in an auction to buy worker placement spaces. That's yeah, freaking that's... brilliant. And I don't believe no anybody... And there's a million different things you could do. It's not like you'd have to just like make a ripoff of Keyflower, but just starting with that right. idea, that could go in a million different directions. Why has nobody taken that idea and run with it? Uh, maybe somebody in the chat will actually say, well, actually, here's the five games that have done that, because I don't have yeah, a brain to remember such things. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow, these are fantastic questions. Any other questions we got yep. here? I, I'm um, catching up. Everybody's saying, Dragonfire, Dragonfire. Hey, idiot, it's Dragonfire. Have you heard of it? Dragonfire, Dragonfire like Crossfire? Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. I got there in the end, folks. My brain. Um, let's see. <laughs> what else? Uh, I don't know if you see any questions. I'm just uh, trying to catch up, because the scroll had yeah. paused. But I think everybody was so enthralled with those questions that I think yeah. I think we're done. I think we're gonna okay. call it a day right there because yeah. um, we're in. Yeah. We're well, in here, out. Final, final question hours. from our friend Slivers. Good pre-show. Final, final quick question from friend Slivers: Cake or pie? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm well, I'm. Um, I've come on. It's pie. It's is it pie? pie? Who's pie. who? For in what world is it cake? Yeah, I enjoy cake. I love pie. That's what it comes you know down what? to. Yeah. Pies, I'll give a nod. Is the correct what is cheesecake? It exists oh. in the netherworld between cake and pie. Is it more yeah. pie than cake? But it's called a cake. Nobody calls it cheese pie because that sounds gross. Yeah. And it's more pie ish. Yeah. Um, you know, with the, with the, with yeah. the, yeah, the same kind of pie crust with a, a, right. a filling. You know, and you have cream cheese. You, 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 you like have, uh, Oh, what, you know, cream, a banana cream pie, a, cre a cheesecake is closer to a banana pie. cream pie than it is to a chocolate cake. And yet, so, right. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, an arrogant meeple points out a Boston cream pie apparently is officially a cake. That I do not know. Although, actually, is it really? to me, it's, it, it, the question is immaterial because the true answer is ice cream cake, oh, which yeah. um, cream supplants cake. all. Agreed. Yeah. All right. There it is, folks. The 
hard hitting yes. questions we oh <laughs> yeah we definitely ended uh, on a, uh, on you know you know the, the the questions that try our our times um yes. okay folks we are <laughs> done and uh, I think we made it I think we didn't mess up and I'm again I apologize yeah. profusely I was so excited about executive decision I'm I'm totally gonna oh. go out and I think I'm just gonna cut that out gonna, and I'll put a text that? thing on screen saying at this point Rado really spoiled the hell out of a 20 year old movie um go watch on twitch <laughs> if you want to see that and uh yeah or, or something like that because that wasn't cool apologies but uh yeah you have anything in closing you'd like to say before we move on with no, our lives just, yeah uh, no uh, again I, it's good to be back uh, you know taking the week off I, which i needed i want to thank you all for giving me that time to uh do my thing and um Another fun week, friend. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the time when we get to do our uh, game together, Rolling Realms. Oh yes, um, as a, you know, since we unlocked that goal, I'm looking forward to that uh, as well. Yep. And um, yeah, how close are we to another one? Um, 64 subscribers, so we are making good time. I expect at the rate we're going, we will have locked this, unlocked this top 10 thing, and the uh, another RVR probably by the end of the year, which is fine. Yeah, because uh, it's not like I'm trying definitely. to drown us in work. I mean, and I, you know, I mean they shouldn't become right. too terribly common. It makes them more special. A uh, long ways away from unlocking an eighth run through. Uh, basically, for folks who don't know, hey, what's that third line on the goals? It's basically I will do a traditional Rado runs through here live streamed on Twitch. Folks will get to see the behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff um, when I get to a combined ninety nine bucks. We're at five bucks in actual tips, which you can do at tips.rado.com, and we are at three or three hundred and two bits. So we're basically eight bucks towards our 99 goal. So that's a ways off. Okay. I look forward to doing it. I don't know quite what a live streamed run through will be. We'll figure it out when we get there. Um, but I think we're done, man. And I got to go turn yeah, this into a podcast and I got to do some editing and you've got to go and, and have a very good day. So we should raid. It is time to raid. Oh yeah. Who are we gonna raid, 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 raid. Okay. Let's, let's well, um, from, you know, contributors to the show. Ra- I, this is a Sophie's Choice situation here. Um, Becca Scott is streaming on Good Time Society, um, and so is Ryan Crichton of Nights Around a Table. Oh, and Ryan, yeah. he's a, he's a member mean, of the Rado family. And as much as I have is. repeatedly expressed my deep um, abiding love for all things Becca Scott, yeah. Ryan's you know, again, right? It's it's all about family, and um, yeah. And yeah. also, I solve my problems a quarter mile at a time, or whatever. I cannot think of any uh, Fast and Furious quotes. <laughs> so I think, folks, we are going to raid Ryan. Hopefully, I will not fail. Um, and uh, I definitely suggest checking him out, because if you enjoyed us, you are going to enjoy Ryan. He is just, I think he's incredibly funny, a really witty guy. And... Um, I, yeah, I, I would love to see more of Oh, and it looks like he is playing some Glass Road. He's playing with his wife again. I can't believe he talked her into it. Um, so you okay. will have some good time with them. Let's see if I can get this raid going. All right, it's, it's accumulating people. People are accumulated. And um, it looks like we're going to make the move. There's a countdown? What is this countdown? Okay, I hit the Raid Now button. Let's do it. Thanks for watching, everybody. And and follow through this raid. Say hey to Ryan for us. And if you do it, you'll get more Rotto points so you can make us do more stuff. See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. And did it work? There were no errors. Rotto is raiding with a party of 66. Oh, that is terrible. I feel so terrible. Becca raided us, I think, two weeks ago. And I totally should have returned the favor. (laughs) 
we'll we'll return it next time. That no worries. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yeah. It looks like we're there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 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 And you know what? Actually, oh. here's the thing I realized. Um, we're still streaming. If anybody goes to twitch.tv slash Rod right now, we're still live. We are the entire live, right? audience just disappeared, and so we should say goodbye too. Because uh, two weeks ago, when we were having all the problems, we stayed on and just kept talking for like five minutes, and all that stuff is up there. Oh, and fortunately, oh, we didn't okay. say anything bad because, but we were about to say some yeah. stuff, and it's a good thing we got out. So I think, folks, yeah. if somehow you're still here, bye, bye, bye. Where's bye. the button? There's the button. Bye. bye.